Live and in living color. It's your boy, Sanzo. San, Sanzo Matic. Y'all know the thing go. Be Bacchus the experts once again. Best sports podcast in the country. Best sports podcast in the nation. It's your boy, Sanzo. Uh, here with my co-host, G and CJDX Factor. What is poppin' gents? What's good, what's good? Can't even boast today. All our predictions come true. I mean, but to be honest. Okay, well, let's just say we made the obvious choice, but it didn't look so obvious from the looks of the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, that... Hey, I started sweating a little bit, but to be honest. <laughs> Um, but then as I saw how the game was going, especially the second half, I said, all right, I think the Rams have enough to pull this one off. And they did just that. So let's 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 talk about it, baby. Let's talk about it. Um uh X Wilder did put it. Let's talk about it. Uh what's what's your thoughts on that on that game? Uh I just I just wanna say that you know the entire NFL postseason has been Spectacular. I mean, I honestly, I've never watched a more exciting postseason. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah, from start to finish. Not disappoint. I mean, even halftime, halftime show, like everything was on point this year. Yeah, but I mean, halftime show, that rank up there. Like, really, <laughs> rank up there. Now, I, I, everybody's be talking about the Michael Jackson one. I don't think, I don't think I ever really watched the Michael Jackson performance live, so I can't really say uh, that. That um, this performance topped the Michael Jackson one, obviously. But out of the, no, out of the ones that I've watched, yeah. it's really But I, I think it's uh, greatest of all time. No, I don't think so. I mean, we'd have to have a, uh, you know, a great discussion for that. But mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, it definitely rank up there for real. Um, uh, but the game, yeah, like you say, but the game, it started to set a little bit too, to be honest. But to be honest with you, I have more faith in the Rams' defense than I do their offense, right? Mm-hmm. And when I see Jalen Ramsey keep getting, Bradbury's <laughs> getting tossed. <laughs> and I, I mean, I knew I knew Chase was going to kill him, right? But I didn't think Chase was going to destroy right. him. I think I even saw a clip where the last play, where um, um, Joe Gelsack. Ramsey's on the floor and Chase is wide open. <laughs> like, yeah. if he didn't get sacked, that would have been game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, he's getting tortured all game, but and I, and I was hoping he had a bounce back game. Uh, I, I gave him a blind one play. They missed the face mask call earlier. Yeah, right, they did. Um, so I gave him a blind with that one. He had, he had I, me nervous. Yeah, he had me. I'm like, bro, if that defense getting good like this, ain't no, ain't no way. It's no way, and, and and they was targeting him. That's that's the sad part. <laughs> like I like, bro, you one of the best corners in the league, and this whole entire playoffs teams have shown that they ain't scared of you. They willing to go at you. Yeah. Uh, but, but Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, that dude, it's so clutch. I mean, like this really ain't even a word just used to describe you know <laughs> defensive players, but this dude. It's clutch, bro. Like he, if you need a stop, you could put your faith in him. He, he, he got it. Um, 
so so what do you think about you mentioned Aaron Dodd, right? I I went in the in a in a group chat. I, t- I said that I believe he he should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Although I I will admit that Cooper Cup was a worthy, uh, definitely a worthy re- recipient, right? Mm-hmm. What what do you think? Um, I said he was Super Bowl MVP. You said I, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I follow I follow your logic and that you know. Um, Donald has was consistent the entire game, but I think what they factor in is the fact that Cooper got got them out the hole they was in. Most right? definitely, because it, it was at a point where the offense was stagnant; they couldn't get nothing going, especially after OBJ went down. And um, Stafford was like, "Well, you know what? I lose, I lose in." Throw in the Cooper Cup. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he threw every single ball the Cooper Cup yeah. in the fourth quarter. And, but it's so funny because you saw when the switch did flip, right? Because yes. it was like, it, it was like, wait, like no other receiver could have get open. I mean, it, you had uh, Bengals playing man coverage and receiver, no receiver could have get separation mm-hmm. at all. And obviously, they're putting two on Cooper Cup. And, but you, it's almost like you saw a switch flip in real time, and this play just is like, you know what? I don't care how much they put on this play. Get open, and I can try pass the ball. Try get open a little piece. Right. And, and and what made it even more amazing is the fact that everybody, everybody, I just saw, I just I just read an article that said 102.8 million people watch the Super Bowl. 100. 112, sorry, 112.8 million people knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. Yep. And they could yep. not stop it. I could not so, stop it. So, I mean, given that and given the, the, the flip of the switch, like like you say, was like, you know what, they was going to lose if not for Cooper Cup. And I think yeah. that, that's what factored in his MVP. Yeah, I definitely think that factored in. And at the end of the day, you know, you could only really score on offense, right? Uh, I mean, you could always get a defensive a fumble or an interception and score, but you score on offense. So yeah. uh, at the end of the day, I think, like you said, he got them out of the hole or the rut they was in. Um, and that's what allowed him to win the game. The reason why I felt so confident that they would have won the game uh, eventually is in the second half. I mean, after that field goal, um, after that field goal that, that the Bengals kicked, um, Aaron Donald just put on a, and along with Von Miller as well, um, he just put on a defensive masterclass. But I mean, them, them dudes wasn't even getting in the field goal range. Yeah. And Stafford just couldn't get, Stafford and the offense couldn't get anything going. And it's almost like, even as they marched off the field, you didn't really feel too bad because you know, like, but your defense going to get stopped. Yes. Um, and they just get timely stop after timely stop. Um, and it, it gave me the confidence to say, but the, the, the Rams have enough. They just could get one drive down the field. They have enough to uh, to win this game. Obviously, we know they wasn't gonna uh, they wasn't gonna kick a field goal. They was gonna go for it on fourth and eight if it came to that. But they had enough to, to get down the field, make a play, and then even on on the ensuing plays after that, Aaron Donald came up with two big stops on third and fourth down. Yeah. Seal the seal again. Two big direct stops, right? So, uh, 
Yeah, but I, I thought the performance he put on, um, I thought it was nothing short of MVP worthy. Um, what did you think of those uh, those flags um, uh, at the end of the game, the third down? Um, that's third and eight. Um, I I thought that it was a makeup call. I thought that uh, I don't think it was intentional, but I think after it was blown, it was like, bro, you know what? We owe them one, in which they definitely did because the one that they missed, you know, was a score and play. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought it was a makeup call to do it, but I don't think it was intentional. As in, let me call this to make up the call that I did. Yeah, I think sure. after it was called, they was like, bro, you know what? Let's just leave that because we leave the last one. But because Duotan was around him. So maybe the ref did think, you know what? There's some resistance there. But after looking at it, it was like, bro, we can't change that because we didn't change the last one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that was a big play, boy. That was a huge play. Uh, and after that, it just seemed like the flag started to just start to come out to the point where the rounds basically could have walked the ball into the end zone uh, <laughs> after all them flags. Uh, and I was like, man, at no point, like even if my even if Matt Stafford did field pressure in that moment, yeah, the 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 amount of penalties that the Bengals would get, like otherwise, just like, but if I don't score here, I probably shouldn't be in NFL. But you could talk it up to the Bengals, you know, inexperience and you know, at the moment getting to them as well, because yeah. that's most of the time that's when flags comes when you make mistakes when you too eager or you know. Mm-hmm. And you, Overcompensating just, for something, so you could talk it up too to the Rams and experience and, and you know not being poised in that moment where those flies came from. But yeah, I mean uh, the 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 poise of Cooper Cup and 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 just making big play after big play after big play, knowing that basically used the only target. It was incredible. I mean, yeah, but that was that was a masterclass. But I mean, the focus that he he, he had to have, like you said, knowing that, but I'm the only target. Like they only trying to get this football to me, um, and I gotta find some way to, to shake two guys get open. Um, like, but he, I wasn't I wasn't sure if they was gonna get that last touchdown. Though. Obviously, you know, red zone red zone scores are much tougher, and. Yeah. I was like, bro, I don't know if they because <laughs> everybody know where the ball going. I'm thinking, okay, you could run it this time. You could do the jet, drop back, <laughs> do it, Cooper Cup again. I, I'm like, okay, don't throw it this time, run, because they know you're gonna Cooper Cup. <laughs> he was like, up. yeah, so what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they stop and they can stop throwing. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I, I, like you say, we, we, we picked a safe choice. It was, I wouldn't say it was obvious, but it, it was just, it was the safe for two choices. Yeah, but that was, that was big time. That was big I, time. I, I guess the question now is, uh, what do you think about the potential of the Bengals? It's tough because um, on one hand, they had a really, really great run, right? But I think... Um, People don't really realize, maybe not now, but maybe they'll realize later, how unprecedented their run was, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about, uh, I read somewhere, I think, 
Joe Burrow was 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 sacked like fifty one times total this year, and that's the most ever by a soup by a quarterback playing in the Super Bowl, like, and by a big margin too, right? So your quarterback gets sacked, and much you usually don't have any chance right. at getting that far, like right. So so. Well, we, and then I noticed that too during the, even during the game I was like bro this dude getting sacked a record number of times even when he got sacked nine games versus the Titans a record number of times I think he got sacked what seven games that in the Super Bowl yeah a record number of times and still winning though still winning games right. still winning games like, I don't want to call it fluky right I don't want to call it fluky because I think that's disrespectful to him and that's also disrespectful to the weapons they have but I think more often than not, you really ain't uh, uh any really can break through like that. Like like you you get you get sacked how much times against the wrong team. Yeah. Right? Then it's curtains. But right? the, you know, and that's one aspect of it. But then I mean I guess the main aspect is his health is always in question if he getting hit that much. Yeah. Right? For his sure. first season he already went was was already cut short with injury. Mm-hmm. This season injured. The next leg, and then this season he he made it, and I think he even did get injured in the Super Bowl. But he's like, yeah, he struggled off. Right. We don't know the extent of of, of that injury. Yeah. But it was his opposite. It was his other leg, and that looked bad. On seeing it live. But but you know the point is like that's going to keep happening if you can't protect him. Definitely, definitely. Um. So I do think they need to invest a lot in their offensive line. Um, for sure. Other than that, I think they have a, a chance to be one of the top teams in the AFC. I don't know if I put them as a perennial contender because, I mean, they didn't really blow teams over this year. They were a pretty good team that made what we called again the other week a Cinderella run. Yeah. And um, Cinderella runs, uh, just put the yard, yeah, Cinderella runs. Um, I think I have to see a little bit more consistent dominance from them on a regular basis. Um, and I mean, you can't play the what if game because they made it there and they're so close to winning. But, uh, do I expect him to be back for sure? Um, when will he be back? I don't know. AFC tough, for you. you know. Um, expect the Chiefs to, to retool, make some noise, expect the Bills to come bounce back, you know. Expect the Ravens to, 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 to retool and try to get Lamar Jackson some help. So, AFC ain't gonna be no slouch. No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, I mean, bro, but they got some weapons, bro, and, and they the way they put it together. I mean, Chase is incredible. Joe Mixon. Yeah, he's he's an incredible player. Joe Mixon, you knew he would have been an X factor, and he stepped up to the plate. Um, I don't know, like you say, yeah, we just gotta see. I mean. The NFL is so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. You can have all the pieces and still not make it. So I mean, I know. I you could never sit there and say, yeah, for sure, this team making it next year. Not even the Rams. Not even the Rams. Yeah, I just want to mention as equipped as they are, for you to sit here and say making it <laughs> next year. So, speaking of them, how how do you feel about? But I mean, obviously, the, they went all in on winning the Super Bowl. Uh, we talked about it already, how they had a super team with one goal set in mind um, that they was going to win this thing. 
and they was not going to leave it up a chance. Yeah. And they accomplished that. Um, but how do you feel about their prospects in the coming years? Do you think it really means that much to them in the coming years? Because this could easily be, like you say, a one and done for them. Uh, it could. I mean, you know, I always talked about the, the small window NFL teams have. And given this Rams team, given how their contract structured, uh, their window probably even smaller, right? Because they can't pay everybody to come back. OBJ, I think, has to get paid this summer, right? He definitely will get paid this summer. Uh, Aaron Donald contemplating retirement. Right, that's another thing. Donald yeah. I mean, uh, if they run it back, it has to be now. And funny thing is, you have, you, you, we don't know the extent of OBJ's injury, right? I don't think they said if he tore his ACL or not yet. They just failed that it's ACL tear. Yeah, that's what they fail. So we don't know the extent of his injury yet. Um, but then they also have Woods coming back next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if OBJ isn't there, Woods yeah, and, and uh, this team is just so deep, bro. Yeah, they stock, they stock. But like you say, uh, it little key uh, uh, injuries or, or or little little things in that could always deter you from winning the ultimate prize. Like you say, we see what happened when OBJ went down in the first half. How much that stagnated their offense completely? It did, man. Right. And not even that there was no one that was capable of stepping up. It's just that the game plan was just centered around him and Cup. So it was like, yep. and he gone, you have to adjust on the fly. On the fly. And that ain't easy to do. Yeah. And, you know, just imagine how that defense would look. We don't know. Uh, again, we don't know if Aaron Donald decides to retire. You know, does Vaughn Miller stay on another year? Um, these are are things that like you have to contemplate if you're if you're the Rams. Um, do I do I still think that they'd be a a tough team in the NFC? Uh, they'd probably be a tough out either way. But I mean, if you lose your best player, then one of your fourth, one of your fourth or fifth best players, third or fourth, fifth best players, then it, it could get rough. It could get rough. So um, football is the ultimate team sport. But great players do make a big difference. They do make a big difference. Um, but other than that, I mean, a really, really entertaining game. Um, as far as you look at you back now, so you could get you could get your thoughts on on what you like most about what you like most about that game. Oh boy. Sorry, fans, that y'all had to listen to Sand Ramble for the past 20 minutes. But, um, yeah, that was a great game. Uh, first of all, I don't know how Sands can come running on. First thing after the game, everybody having a good time. He comes slapping up in people chat, oh, Aaron Donald should be MVP. Like, like, like what? Like, did you not watch the same game you watch? Or did Zed and SL with the link? So, tell me like, why. Really? Tell me why Cooper Cup should, should be what I already said, Cooper Cup was a worthy recipient of the awards. Let me just say that he's a worthy recipient. Uh, this this is a contradiction. However, guy boy, Aaron Donald was the reason was the main reason that he had a chance to win that game. Let's just keep it a buck. 
He was the main reason they had a chance to win that game. Right. Um, he was consistent over the course of the entire game. Cooper Cup, not to his fault because he was being double teamed, right? He was being phased out of the game, basically. Uh, Bengals defense is that make someone else beat you. So it's not his fault. Um, we could assign blame to that elsewhere. But at the end of the day, Aaron Donald was consistent in the way he performed, especially in the second half. Now, go speak. First of all, what is the strongest part of the Bengals' defense? I mean, the Bengals' uh, 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 offense. What's the strongest part of the Bengals' offense? Mm-hmm. What, Burrow? Whatever it is, it's showing in the offensive line. The point is, Aaron Doran has been consistent the whole game against a sour, sorry offensive line that's been giving up sacks all the, and Aaron Doran taking nothing away from him. Agreed. Is one of the best defensive linemen of all time. I mm-hmm. give him that. But you're not going up against anybody. So we expect you to perform when you want to perform. On the other hand, this Bengal defense is the same defense that ran up against Patrick Mahomes. And how much, how much, how much yards and receptions did Tyreek Killer? Not much. It's the same defense that went up against Julio Jones. How much yards and receptions he had? Not much. But it's the same defense that come against Cooper Cup, double team, and Odell Beckham out of the game, with Jefferson dropping everything in sight. And the running game ain't working. You know that they come into Cooper Cup. This running back can't get out the backfield. Odell out the game. The, the tight end hurt. Their starting tight end was hurt. Uh, like literally have nothing but Cooper Cup on the field. And you let this fella drive down play after play after play. And you even see a pass. They trying to praise. Even 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 Matthew Stafford was like, oh, I didn't know it was like that. Matthew Stafford made a no-look pass. He was like, well, the game on the line. What's the worst I could do here? I come from Detroit. So all dogs say was, let it fly. He didn't even look at Cooper Cup. Dogs say anyway, Cooper Cup out there someplace. Uh, I can put it in the middle of the field, he can run into the ball. And you can tell me that don't deserve MVP. I, like I say, Donald played a good game, but boy, without Cooper Cup, that's a blow. Easy blow. I don't care how good Donald play, they just can get blown without Cooper Cup. Like I said, you have to score. Like I said, G, you got to score. You have to score, right? That's the only way you could win the game, to score, right? So, Making a case for defensive player to win MVP is always going to be hard. Yeah, he had, but, the, he had to been like a Vaughn. Like, he didn't even have a Vaughn Miller performance. Like, he had a good performance. He had a, Va- Vaughn Miller was the last defensive sacks. person. What? And Aaron had like he had four two sacks. sacks. Two sacks. Let's get the stats. He had two sacks. Two sacks. Yeah, he, he created a lot more that didn't count the stat sheet, but he had two sacks. Two but when Vaughn Miller, Vaughn Miller is the last person to win. And finals at Super Bowl MVP as a defensive lineman. And Tavon Miller went crazy that game. No taking, not taking anything away from, uh, uh, like I say, Aaron Donald. But Aaron Donald's Super Bowl game wasn't as dominant as Vaughn Miller's Super Bowl game. I think the biggest thing for, for, for Cooper Cup and him winning it, which is why I don't have a problem with him winning it, but I think the biggest thing is, like you said, being double team. Uh, the entire final drive, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup made a conscious decision. And everybody who was watching could see a conscious decision that we, I only going to pass the ball to you. I'm going to fake off and look elsewhere and pass to nobody else. I'm going to try to pass the ball to you. And as, as much time as we get down this field, that's how we could do it. Um, 
and like you say, it was pure will and determination, and of course, skill and that he was able in, to get open. It ain't the fact that this is someone also who sneak you. Cooper Cup has been carrying this team all season. Don't forget, this team legit crawled to the finish line. If you look at it, <clears throat> if you look at it, Robert Woods got injured. In, well, actually, you're running back. Can't make us. He just came back. He got injured at the beginning of the season. Then you had Robert Woods going down for the whole season. Then you find, you get Odell. Odell come, help you get to the Super Bowl. Then Odell get injured in the Super Bowl. The tight end got injured. So this whole big uh, superstar offense that was supposed to come get and be the super team, legit crawl into the finish line. The one consistent piece on that team from start of preseason to the last catch and last play of the Super Bowl was Cooper Cup. Every single game this man was consistent. Every single game this man touched every cornerback that they put on him. And coming down that stretch, like you say, you could make a conscious decision that you go in Cooper Cup and Cooper Cup can catch the ball. Right now, today, as I was telling people, Cooper Cup today, right now, is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Right now. I don't want to hear no crap or no Devontae Adams. I don't want to hear no crap or no Stephon Diggs. I don't want to hear no crap or nothing. When you could lead the, yard, the league in yards, touchdowns, receptions, lead the playoffs in yards, touchdowns, receptions, and then you lead your team down the field and get two touchdowns in the Super Bowl against a tough defense that know they throwing the ball to you, bro, at this point in time, you have a case for number one. I mean, so you have I a strong case. You have a strong case for number one. And then doing it on the bigger stage is what matters most in a lot of people's minds, for sure. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they perform next year in a repeat year. Oh, but I, I mean, like you said, you perform, you perform all year, all playoffs, and you have to give it to them. You know what I mean? You have to give it to them. That, that, like we said, all along the rounds is a star team. And the, the, the good thing about being a star team is you can rely on towards when other tools follow. And that's what they did with Cooper. I saw, I saw something today where they was talking about Matthew Stafford as a Hall of Famer. Man, I say, hold on now, hold on now, hold on now. Hey, Richard Sherman, eat that right up. Y'all gotta stop, y'all gotta stop with every and anybody. Richard Sherman, eat that right up. Y'all starting to bring down the, the level. And that's what I tell you over the NBA. When they start to let oh, certain people in the Hall of Fame because of either longevity or likability or he was a fan favorite. Like, bro, come on. I got, I got fine, come on. Sherman. That's not the NBA. That's the MLB doing that. That ain't the NBA. No, no, no. The MLB is, is tell you, Cole. You see Barry Bonds then can't get in. Mark because of like, like likability. Yeah, but still, you, you cheated. They, 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 you ain't like all the speculation. You tested positive for performance enhancers. So that, that's different. You legit cheated. But um, with these other sports, it's like the NBA starting to get like that. Like, bro, chill up. You can't let any and everybody in there because, oh, they had a good season. One good season doesn't give you Hall of Fame. So let me, let me read what Richard Sherman had to say about it. Right? So um, Richard Sherman says, he said, I'm going to talk about it on my podcast, but the Hall of Fame bar is incredibly low now. It's like a participation trophy. Yeah, no all game, no all pro, no MVP, one Pro Bowl, 
not even MVP of the Super Bowl, never considered the best in any year he's ever played. At any point in time. At least Matt Ryan as an MVP. He did nothing spectacular. (laughs) He did good, not great. He made a few wow passes, made a few face palm passes. Aaron Donald and Vaughn are the two Hall of Famers that he should thank. There is no measuring stick that makes Stafford a Hall of Famer other than playing in the most passer-happy decade in NFL history. Inflated numbers make every QB that starts 10-plus years a Hall of Famer. Okay, he started off strong, yeah, then, then he, get, he get a little salty at the end. Because he, he, he get a little salty at the end. Because at the end of the day, the top, the top, the top uh, uh, quarterbacks in all the stats in NFL history have played. Ain't none of these young fellas even getting close to that right up and now. So don't come with that pass half again because Aaron Rodgers ain't close to Tom Brady numbers. Um, you have all of Mahomes, them got a long way to go. Like, yes, it's pass-happy, but it's not consistent pass-happy. Don't make it seem like, oh, uh, Matthew Stafford playing in a league where he himself is putting up 5,000 yards a season. Um, so, like I say, I agree with uh, Sherman at the beginning that, yeah, you you, you really drop in the bar now. You let Matthew Stafford in with one Super Bowl on a super team. One Super Bowl on a super team. <laughs> they count super team now. Man, you gotta, you gotta say who he win with. You gotta say who win with. Don't forget, y'all. We do, we do, we do hold that against LeBron in the NBA. Yeah, when you say, man, big man, listen, you had to go to Miami. The fans is all against him, but the watch shows ain't all that against him. Oh, yeah, but, but we, you still gotta, you still gotta talking, hold that against him. Yeah, but we ain't, we ain't talking about like we ain't taking it away from him, you know. But we just saying, you know, if you talking about Hall of Fame now, come on. That's what he's saying, can, like, like we can ban you, you just great. Exactly. <laughs> Gotta be legit. Nah, if you put him in there, who, who you gotta put what? I, I think to be honest, without without the ring, I think Andrew Luck had a better career than Matthew Stafford. If if Andrew Luck was healthy and Andrew Luck came to play the season on the Rams instead of Matthew Stafford, yeah. it probably would have been the same result. Actually, Andrew Luck probably would have played like a dog with a friggin' light the league up. Pete Adam is an overwhelming favorite. I mean, Matthew Stafford is, is a is a great player. Yeah, he isn't trash. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, he plays all pro. Drew Brees is a one-time All-Pro, right? So I don't think you should hold the All-Pro stuff against Boy, him. Don't, playing don't play in an era of legendary quarterbacks, I don't think you should hold it against him. But again, does Matthew Stafford need to do more to even be considered of that? For sure. Far more. Far more. For sure. For sure. Um, I don't think we should throw that around, especially when this is the first major award he's won in the NFL. Now, if you want to count... College and, and high school, maybe you got a case. Right? Everybody at the NFL, any everybody at the, the top professional league has been dominant in college and high school. That's how they got in the NFL and NBA. These fellas got trophy rooms that stack up to the ceiling. It's just that when they get to that next level, they may not be the GOAT. But almost every single person that touched the NFL and NBA has also has always been the dominant yeah. person either in whatever set they was. And people don't understand how hard it is to be a, how hard it is to be a elite, a legend, exactly, a Hall of Fame level player at a professional level. People don't really understand that, but because if you you put a random, like you say, you put a random NFL player in the game, uh, a random NFL quarterback on a good night, he may give you, he may give you two fifty to three hundred yards, two three touchdowns. You put a, a random NBA player in a game on a good night, he give you twenty five, right? 
ear stewards are professionals for a reason. They really, they really good at what they do. But the greats do it on a much more consistent basis. They do it every single night, every single time you see them play. They they do it, and that's why they are who they are. So they nothing away from Marjorie Stafford. He's 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 very a very good quarterback, and he was an upgrade over Jared Goff, which is why a lot of people thought they could have get it done. But a much better upgrade. Yeah, yes. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. You know, all of him. Uh, he's a good player. He's pretty good quarterback. This is this also goes to my point that we had this whole argument. Uh, let's say a couple of weeks ago that with the goat situation, you have someone like if you look back, let's say two seasons ago, three seasons ago, when the Rams made the Super Bowl the first time and they gave Goff this big time extension. See. A lot of people go off, like y'all say with Mahomes, potential. And then you have someone like Matthew Stafford, who you would say, oh, this guy isn't great. Oh, this guy isn't X, Y, and Z. But how come this guy could come into your team and do the same thing with basically, honestly, almost the same thing? Because Cooper Cup was there when Jared Goff was there. Ramsey was there. Aaron Donald was there. The only people who was added was Odell and... and, 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 and Miller, and they came mid-season, and that's very hard to do, especially in the NFL where you have to gel with teams and Odell had to learn uh, new offense and do all that stuff. So it's like, yes, you do have younger fellas that come in, and they peak very early. They they come in, and they I hope that don't happen to Joe Burrow, by the way. But you had fellas like Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz almost went MVP over Tom Brady that year when he was with the Eagles. They had him to win MVP before he get injured. And everybody is go crazy. Oh, these young guys and the league is in good hands and all that type of crap. And you get these fellas a hundred and something million, two hundred and something million. Now you two years down the road and Carson Wentz fighting against a backup who must yeah, yeah, the coach they pick up. No, but the coach saying they may release him. Exactly. Yeah. They don't even want to pay him his yeah. base salary of what, 15 mil? Like right now, 15 mil is a joke for NFL quarterbacks, and they ain't even gonna pay you that. Bro, something going on there. They were there to keep Phillips Rivers. They was ready to keep Phillips Rivers longer than them. And then you got Jared Goff going out to Detroit. You put you put gasoline in an already flaming dumpster. Like, why would you like what? Like I say, that's why I don't go with the whole potential thing and no road to the gold and all that. But because boy, any I watch fellas like RG3 come out and almost win rookie of the year, and the second next season, he is behind the the the, the mic holding. <laughs> he's holding a mic on the side, like. <laughs> so so like I say, that whole go the big can be running for a very long time because ain't nobody active now even close. Aaron Rodgers probably the closest, and we already established that he ain't even that close. And then everybody after him is like, "Y'all just starting." So I say that to say, like all these, a lot of these teams like to talk about go after the young quarterback, this and that. Like, uh, what's your boy name? Y'all, your boy who you like in Jacksonville? Uh, long hair, don't care. Throw all the interception to that team. Long hair, don't care. And then you got guys like Zach Wilson and stuff. Like my thing is, bro, it's easy oh, when you get it's easy when you get an organization and a roster on where you could plug a young quarterback in, like a Mark Jones going to the Patriots, and he could still get you to the playoffs in his first year. But don't make it seem like these guys 
coming in with some exceptional, even with the Bengals. The Bengals don't make it seem like Joe Burrow come there with a scrub team. Like that team legit was two pieces of weight. Because Mixon been holding that team down a little while. The only thing that team really needed, well, Mixon and uh, what's your point name? Uzuma, that tight end. That tight end was always nice. The only thing they needed was a quarterback and a wide receiver. And that's what they got. Now they need an offensive line. No, no, no. They need to cut Eli Apple. That's what they need to do. I mean, in addition to, to, to Eli Apple. But has there ever been a player as disrespectful as, as Eli Apple? I have never seen a professional player be that disrespected by his peers. It's one thing to be disrespected by the fans. But players around the league posting memes, trashing you. They retweeting it. Next one liking it. Eli Apple is a trash talker. Like, Eli Apple is a trash talker that doesn't win. Think about it. You have guys like Richard Sherman, but they win. You got guys like Draymond. Imagine if Draymond was on the Orlando Magics. You really think if Draymond had the same confidence and the same mode he was playing with on the Orlando Magic, fellas wouldn't be clowning. Look at Patrick Beverly. Fellas has clowned the hell out of Patrick Beverly yeah. because just, he don't win. They look at you as annoying. Exactly. So it's, Eli Apple is BOTL talking that trash. And every year you getting beat. Every year you, you see you see what happened to Ramsey? Ramsey been getting tortured all season. <laughs> fellas is playing like but you you don't see fellas getting off on Ramsey. Why? Because Ramsey See, fella, could talk, they talk when they get their ring. But wait, Ramsey been getting smoke. Ramsey gets smoke last game from, from Mike Evans. Ramsey gets smoke this game from, well, maybe not. If you look at it stats-wise, you would say, oh, he didn't. But boys, Chase was catching some big no, catches on him. He's catching uh, some big catches directly on him. Now he gave him blind for the face mask call. Yeah, that one was, that was bull. He's catching some. That was yeah, pure I gave him blind for that one. For that. Right? That, it, that, that, the rest wrong for that one. But other than that, He's getting, he's getting yeah. hurt. Someone should have called on, and they do have this New York thing now. They talk about all the official review. Someone should have should have come down from uh, 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 New York and say, wait, bro, bro, come on now, this is blatant. The fella looking back for the ball, tracking the ball. You know how it is to track a ball in a stadium that's thrown like 40 feet in the air, and your eyes up looking for this ball, searching for this ball. And then someone would just twist your head around. Looking backwards, you know. The, yeah, while you backpedaling. While you while you twist, and then someone just can twist your head around. And then when when you fall and this and that, they can look at you like, oh, that's a clean play. Like, come on, bro. That, that right there should have been something that could even been challenged. I would have gone like, that's something where that should have never even stand. That touchdown should have should have been called back. But it happened. Um, but even without that, but. You, Ramsey's get touch. Ramsey's get touch. What, what did you What did you think about the? Uh, I asked Jesus already, but what did you think about the uh, the crucial flags that was being called on the stretch? That was a makeup um, call. For, you think it's a makeup call? At the that? end of the day, every single play you could call pass interference. It's a contact sport. Yeah. Every single play, literally, I play football. I legit just come from football practice. Every single play you run down the field, a guy will make contact with you. So that type of contact where you break on your route and yes, he has a hand on you, but he's not affecting your, your route. And then when the ball is thrown, he ain't like, oh, he knock your hand down, he knock you in the helmet, he do that. The linebacker legit cut underneath 
and slapped the ball down out of the air. So I was like, okay. Obviously, someone from Washington did call you all and say, hey, 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 hey. Y'all know y'all just gave the Bengals a touchdown, right? So y'all know, y'all know the Rams one, and y'all in LA. You see dog them wearing all his crips and stuff on, on stage, right? If y'all want to make it out there, cheapest y'all, y'all throw that flag. Hey, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, where did they lose it? Yeah, where did they lose Because that's a rough crowd in there, big brother. <laughs> I don't know how them refs would have make it out there, but they'd have to call the SWAT team in, and they'd have to put them in the back of an armored vehicle <laughs> and get them out of LA. Because yeah, they have to make it up. Yeah, them, them flags start flying that last, uh, them last couple of possessions. And it gets to the point where it's like, but even if Stafford was feeling any pressure in this moment, he can't at this point. This is just, this is basically like a practice run right now. Like you, yeah. you, you, you know, you're first in goal, right up under the goal line. Like you got to make something happen after that. And yeah, yeah I mean, those they, type they, of players, they, they, they bail the referee. Because like I say, almost any play you could call. It was a lot of plays they were showing too well. Cooper Cup was coming off the line and fellas was legit dragging his jersey. And the referee didn't call it. And they call it. And that's, so that's my like, biggest problem. That's straight. You go through the whole game. And this is someone who picked the Rams to win, by the way. But you go through the whole game. Oh, boy. Not calling anything. Right? You go through the whole game, letting them play, being physical. Right? Why wait till the last stretch to now sort of decide the outcome? Not to say that the rounds still wouldn't have won, but I'm just saying, why wait till the last last stretch to try to put your imprint on the game? The whole game, he wasn't doing nothing. He was basically being a fan of the game. He wasn't calling nothing. You know what I mean? So you wait till the last stretch now to decide to put your input in there. Nonetheless, like I say, I'm not saying the rounds wouldn't have won that game because I still think they would have won, but uh, some questionable calls, but nonetheless, <clears throat> they got it done. Um, so we talked about this already, and I just want to get you in bit again before we move on. We talked about, and, we ju- and you just mentioned, who's to say this isn't a one-hit wonder for Joe Burrow? Now, me personally, I think at some point he will be back. But where, where did you see the future of the Bengals, especially in a tough AFC? Um, bro, uh, uh, football is, to, to be honest, football is one of the hardest sports to predict. Um, there's so much variables, um, coaching styles, uh, draft picks, and injuries obviously play a key role in that. Um, it's, it's, it's weird, because then you have, a, you have a year where you have a team like the Bengals who could go from literally nothing like literally just the Bengals. They're seeing like, oh, a team that is middle of the pack. Like how the Titans become good all of a sudden. Like Derrick Henry is always good. So you realize that all you needed was a good QB and then you add Julio Jones them. So it's like, yeah, you could see that team going from good to number one. You see the Bengals going from over the hill to over PI. Like that's a big jump. <laughs> so it's like, um, I could see Burroughs getting back there. I don't see him doing it in the near future. Um, guys gonna know, unless they really do something where they go out and spend some money in free agency. Like I say, if they get that Odell thing going, I don't know if the Rams is gonna resign him. If they don't, Odell has two other spots. Either he could wait and see if Tom Brady come in retirement, which is a possibility. 
or he could go to Cincinnati and take some pressure off Chase and be their elite number two. Um, if that if that happens, they'll be a favorite to make the playoffs and have a run at the Super Bowl. But other than that, bro, teams can figure you out. As 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 unstoppable as as Mahomes looked two years ago, you would never thought that his run his window was closing very quickly because he don't get what five hundred million. You know what five hundred million means? Five hundred million means ain't much money to go around to everybody else. So now it could be some key cuts that have to be made. That defense done shabby. So you can't go there and sign no elite safety. You can't go there and sign no elite cornerbacks. So you got to go try build through the draft. And during that time, you see what happened. One little turf toe to Mahomes, game totally changed. One little lineman get injured, game totally changed. Like football has so much variables. That's why winning the Super Bowl is in football is, is one of the hardest thing to do in sports because basketball, you could have guys injured, you could have guys out, you still win a championship. When the Lakers was the number one seed, and I ain't even talking about this 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 trash they have now. I talking about Showtime Lakers. They lost Korean, who was the MVP. And Magic still could step in there and say, Hey, I'll hook shot you to death. I give you the little baby hook and still win this championship. That's possible in basketball. And in, in, in football, when you also uh staff it start hobbling on the field, if that back up they touch the field, pure turbulence was coming. Same thing with Burrow. When Burrow rolled his ankle or rolled his knee or whatever happened to him and he started on a little piece of hobbling, if Burrow had come out of that game for one drive, totally different game. So, like I say, it's it's hard to see him being back. Definitely not next year because you have a Chiefs team bounce back. You're going to have a Ravens team bouncing back. You're going to have a, 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 a Buffalo Bills team bouncing back. Um, it all depends on free agency. You have uh, the Patriots could get a big wide receiver to go with Mark Jones. Um, you got other teams up and coming. So uh, I I I glad he got there now because it it, it kind of give him that uh, that hunger because you got there but you ain't win. So now you have that hunger to actually get back there and, and do whatever. But I don't see that happening within I would say the foot the next three years. I don't see the Bengals getting back there. Yeah, it could be tough, but like I said, the AFC is very, very tough. Um, and I, again, for the year that the Bengals had, it's a, it was a true Cinderella runway. Um, they, they, you look at their, them on paper, like I said, the talent is there, but it's not like they had an overly dominant team or even an overly dominant offense to where you're like, okay, these dudes unstoppable, right? They, they got there through uh, great coaching, uh, great, great strategy, right? And then just a little bit of luck, if we want to be honest, right? But, you know, I, I said it already earlier, but your quarterback gets out that much times. Um, usually you don't make it that far if your quarterback is in that much danger. Um, so, um, Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, elite quarterback. I still would take, uh, I can't, I say an elite, I shouldn't say elite, but he's a great quarterback. I'd still take, uh, Mahomes and probably Josh Allen over him in the AFC. And Lamar Jackson. Um I take all three of them, I take all three of them over, over Joe Burrow still right now. And I think uh the Bengals they, they have a good team. But 
they got some work to do if they want to if they want to continue to to be a contender in the AFC. Speaking of Lamar Jackson, next season Lamar Jackson has the most to prove. Number one, you had a super season already, and ever since then it's been all downhill. You gotta come back. You gotta prove yourself, bro. You can't have no one and done season. And then secondly, you got guys like Antonio Brown who talking, but they won't come play with you. If they sign Antonio Brown, big man, that's a swing for the fence. Only one, only two things can happen. Either he can make you look good and y'all can, can do some damage and, and make it somewhere, or he can make you look like a fool. And your contract dreams going on. Notice that my, Lamar Jackson is, the, is one of the quarterbacks who still hasn't signed long term as yet. So this is his contract here coming up. And this is where your contract goes from 100 million for five years to 400 million for five years. These are, these are hundreds of millions of dollars you're playing for in the next 12 months. So Lamar Jackson out there, some plays he need to be out there working on the game. But all you have to do is put in 12 months away to work right now. Put in another 12 months worth of work, and you don't have to ever work a day after that. You could get cut. You could be like Carson. Why you think Carson Wentz them don't care? And Jared Goff them don't care. Y'all could say all y'all want, but they can get cut and all that stuff. Play that bag done secure, bro. Carson Wentz them don't have to work another day in their life. And then they could still go someplace and be someone offensive coordinator, someone quarterback coach. They could coach some high school team, some college team. They could go and be someone mentor, or they could go sit in the booth like Tony Romo and play like they know what they're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, at the end of the day, dog them not secure the bag. So um, Lamar Jackson got to realize that's what you do, bro. Some people that say, fake it till you make it. Like I say, everybody ain't gonna be the GOAT. Everybody cannot be the GOAT. Like, that's why it's only one GOAT. So if you know, well, listen, it's a, I ain't really on that part. Okay, cool. Go out there, light up the skies this year. When you sign that contract, 300, 400, 500 mil. But after that, but you could sign by all you want. You see Mahomes? Mahomes done winning championship, done winning MVP, and done get 500 mil. If Mahomes never see a Super Bowl another day in his life, you think he already here? <laughs> he can be bugged up. He can be bugged. Yeah, he's, he's, he's straight. Tell you open up the account. He can be bugged because you know, obviously, any any, any great quarterback is chasing chasing Tom. So I believe during the fact that that's over with. But you know, like yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it's it's especially bugging when you when you don't win when you don't win one, and you don't you don't taste that feeling, and then you close. You can't get back there. I think it's, it's especially bugging. Because um, you probably feel like, but like, I, like it's different if you've never been close. Like, if you've never been close, then you ain't really know how it feels. So, you ain't really missing nothing. You know what I mean? It's just what people telling you. You know what I mean? Like, why do you think uh, Damien is so comfortable losing a ball? And he ain't never been close. Right? <laughs> he ain't never been close. So, he ain't never, he ain't feel that way, but he take losing, it's okay. You know what I mean? Until he start with it. Then all of a sudden, like, play the hook, I on the side of people can go through those. So that's 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 really how it's beat. Um, and I think most people feel like that. Every once in a while you have a few a few psychos who obsessed with with winning. 
Um, even if they never get one, they obsessed with it. Um, but most players, they, they don't they don't know what they're missing. You know what I mean? So, and that would be interesting to see the future of both, both those teams. Um, congrats again to the Rams. Uh, uh, my my way too early pick, y'all lose to your little sportsman. Uh, the NFC Championship, the NFC Champions next year will be the Minnesota Vikings. That one over. Minnesota Vikings, why? Why, why are you picking No, no, no. You can see the puzzle. You can see the pieces of the puzzle come together. Think about it. Don't let Aaron Rodgers leave. If Aaron Rodgers leave, that division lock. Who's the best team in that division when Aaron Rodgers leave? It ain't, it's showing the Chicago Bears. No. That's if Aaron Rodgers leave. Who's the next team in that division? Uh, we, we don't even know what, Detroit Lions? Detroit. I think Detroit, yeah, Detroit. Minnesota. So, and I'll just leave now and throw a tantrum and say, yeah, he's sliding up. Now that opens the door for Minnesota. You already have an elite running back. You have two elite wide receivers and a solid defense. What more you need? You just signed the offensive coordinator from, I think, the Rams. I think they just get that. That, that, that is their coach now. What more you need? You ain't draft yet, and you ain't even signed free agents yet. So right now, my way to early pick, depending on how they, they go through this offseason, I can put one little, one little $10, $15 on the Rams to win um, the NFC, what that is, NFC North next season. All right. Okay, you heard it yeah. first. You know I don't be far off. I, I, I picked the rounds. I picked the rounds from August. You heard it yet first. This man say he picking the Vikings to get it up to get out the NFC. And I picked the Nets in basketball for the championship. Oh boy. You sticking with that pick? <laughs> what the Nets? Yeah, you looking a little shaky now. You sticking with that one? That's an easy pick. You see any team that could match the Nets? Or even get close? Right now? But a good Nets team just got better. That big tree that people were so excited for actually got actually got better. But they still can't be on the court. I can't say that. Why? Why they can't be on the court? Everything depends on Kyrie. As we switch focus to basketball. Healthy, healthy, everyone playing, the Nets is the best. It's, it's I don't amazing. even think they need everyone playing. No, I definitely need everyone playing. They need they need Durant, and they need Ben Simmons. Even if Kyrie doesn't play any every game, because don't forget now, I don't even Ben Simmons is not just what we look at him when it, he's not your traditional superstar. Ben Simmons is a pass voice facilitator, which goes great with that offense that has finally a bunch of shooters. And secondly, Ben Simmons is a top tier defender that you could put on that perimeter, 6'10", by the way, that yeah. you could put on that perimeter to guide any point guard, yeah. any shooting guard. And when you get up against a guy like Giannis, see, these are the keys 
that you got to worry about. When you get against a guy like Giannis, you don't have to worry about Durant getting worn out on him, or you don't have to worry about putting uh, uh, some weird big guy on Giannis to try to slow him down. You actually have a good defender slash ball handler who could make it difficult. I say he's stopping Giannis now, don't get me wrong. But he's a good defender. And then also, you got Drummond. People just think Drummond ain't good. It's three things that made Drummond look like garbage. One, he played in Detroit. And even when he's in Detroit, the man was averaging 15 points and 15 rebounds. Two, for the past two seasons, you've been playing behind two of the most elite big men in the league. One was Anthony Davis. Then you play behind Joel Embiid. Those are two centers or two big men you ain't gonna play over regardless. I don't care who you is. So at that point in time, it's like, oh, drum and wash, drum and this and that. Pretty dog coming off the bench, dog barely playing. And then dog playing in these 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 front courts where it log jam because you playing with a, a, a player that's more dominant than you. Now you go on to Brooklyn, where all they asking you to do now is what you was doing in Detroit. But you have a better team. All Drummond coming to, to Brooklyn do is rebound and block. Drummond ain't got to come there and score 20 points. Drummond ain't got to come there and score even 15 points. If Drummond can get him 10 points a game off them alley-oops, and he can get him 15 rebounds and about five blocks a game, that's a rim protector they never had. Because DeAndre Jordan, that's what you call wash. I mean, I can't even call that wash because to me, DeAndre Jordan was never good. Just like wash. <laughs> that guy was uh, that guy was good. He just used uh, to catch alley oops, honestly and truly. So while we get in, let's actually dissect this trade. So we had a big trade where we didn't discuss because it happened after our last episode. Nets went um, by far. Right. So we had the Brooklyn Nets traded, get the pieces correct. I think it was Harden for Ben. Uh it's Harden and Millsap. For Ben, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond. Those are the main players in that trade. Now, as far as you said, Nets. And two first round picks. Two first round picks. Kind of two first round picks? Wow. Two first round picks. Jeez. So, I said, um, I know as far as I say, you and the, the Nets won that trade. I agree the Nets probably got the better part of the trade. Um, I think, I don't think the, the Philly necessarily lost because if they get the Houston version of Harden, which I'm not sure Harden is anymore, if they get the Houston version of Harden, then that's a good version to get. Um, but um, the Houston version of Harden has not shown up in the playoffs either, even though that's a better player than this current version. So Philly, I don't think Philly lost the trade. And it's weird because I think me and G was talking about this earlier. I think if they got all three of the, the Harden, Kyrie, and, and, and KD on the court, they would have won the championship anyway. Right? Exactly. If, if all three of them was playing, they would have won it anyway. Right? But for the purpose of this trade, they don't lose the trade. Like, they, 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 uh, in fact, the team fits a lot better than me now without Harden. When you talk about Ben Simmons, a guy who is best when he's getting the paint and spraying it up the shooters. All he got is shooters now. He got Katie, he got Seth, he got Kyrie, he got Joe Harris coming off injury. All I do is got is shooters, 
right? So you ain't asking him to do nothing. He, he could literally play with four other shooters. You ain't asking him to score. You ain't asking him to, to, to have no post moves. You just ask him to facilitate, defend, finish at the rim. That's legit the easiest uh, he'll ever enjoy playing. Um, but I would see in that carry got to be on the floor for them to come out the East. Because <laughs> I think Ben and Katie is good, but I don't know if that's enough top-end talent, especially when you talk about playing a guy, playing against Milwaukee, I still got to give it to Giannis. First of all, they, they, they almost killed Giannis, almost got beat last year without uh, 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 Kyrie. And it was just a toe, a toe yeah, step yeah, away. Yeah. Giannis in, like I said, guys is up the window. To be yeah. honest with you, Giannis done, done reaches pinnacle. Um, Giannis reaches feet? You think so? He, he, he ain't getting much better than that. I can be real with you. Do you, th- do you, think, you think he reaches peak in terms of championships? Uh, he's still young. He might scrap another one out, but this ain't no, this ain't no dynasty they building in Milwaukee, bro. Trust me, they they ain't even gonna make it back to the finals. Um, and the problem with Milwaukee too is you one dependent. If Giannis roll one little piece of ankle now, you can't even get up the first round. Cause who can care you? Who's your second player? Middleton. Jesus Lord. Anyway, <laughs> um, the reason why I say proclaiming this by far. Is because you got James Harden already on a deal because he was he want, he was fighting his way out of Houston. Already you get him on a deal. Then you in turn flip that one guy who done was in Jalen and they was losing a bunch of games with James Harden. He like oh the Nets was the top seed in the East. The Nets was like must be five hundred or around there someplace. There's like seven league seed. And, and then you flip this guy. To Philadelphia for a point guard, uh, a very rare type point guard, uh, a elite shooter who has one of the best three point percentage sh- shooting percentage for the season, a elite big man when it defensively, a elite defensive big man, and two first round picks, not one, two first round picks for a guy who wasn't going to resign anyway and who, who didn't want to pick up his option and didn't want to stay there anyway for a guy who was leaving anyway probably in the in the, in the summer you got a, a five well three now but basically five good pieces to build your team for now and the future to go along with two max superstars you already had bro that's crazy whereas now when Harden goes to Philadelphia Number one, who can be one and one A? Because Joel Embiid might be the best player on the team all around, because he's played D and Harden don't. But who the ball gotta come out? Who, who the ball gonna do first? That ball gotta reach you, bro. This ain't <laughs> the only thing Harden can come down there and freaking throw no ball down in the right. And I, but I, I want to add something too. Not just, not just uh, a rare point guard, but you, what you describe him as. But you get it to, uh, the the best defense, probably the second best, because Drew Holiday is mm-hmm. nice. But top two defensive point guard in the league, right? And you get a man who's willing to move the board. Harden wasn't willing to do that. Harden want to play high school ball. Exactly. So you have a guy that fits your system better than, you know, the superstar, 
the superstar, you just let go. So I think even if, honestly, even if it was just Ben Simmons, it would have been. Exactly. Because my thing is, uh, when you with Harden, Harden, Harden might be the best, the better offensive I player. And, but when you look at even skiing, see, I always tell people, you could be a good player, even in football, even in sports on the whole, you could be a better player. That don't mean you're a better fit. Right. So when it comes to games or plays, like when, when Harden go down to Philadelphia, Harden has never played with a real pick and pop or pick an offensive center. Harden is make guys like Capella look good. How? Throw the ball in there. How much time do we see Joel Embiid catch lobs? Exactly. Joel Embiid to set a pick and then sit on the three-point line because he oh, want to catch Joel. the ball He's and he fun. loves to do a little stupid head fake. Or right. he throws up the rock. Harden, Harden does good with serviceable bigs. Bigs exactly. who, you know, could roll to the rim. It's going to be an adjustment for sure. So, Daddy and Joel. Joel won the ball. Joel and exactly. the type of guy is, hey, you do the work, get me an easy bucket. Daddy and him, he won do the work. Exactly. And rightfully so, he's one of the most dominant players in the game. Yeah, dog just dropped 50 points like that today. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I could take an adjustment on both of their parts. Um, I think Joel got to be more willing, like you say, to roll to the rim. Um, and some possessions, right? Not all. Obviously, he's the main guy on our team. But even just to make his life a little bit easier, just take a little dump downs, you know, run a little pick and rolls or whatever, get yourself going a little easier. And then Harden, he can't ISO as much, right? He can't ISO as much. He can't do his thing as much because there's clearly Joel team. Um, so, that so would, it could be an adjustment for them for sure. And that's the thing. That would, that, for that to happen, that would take Harden to mature. And throughout the years, we've seen that he's unwilling to mature. Whenever there's a situation where it's not going his way, he can find a situation to go to. He didn't want to mature and move the ball with Chris Paul. He didn't want to mature and share the ball with Westbrook. He didn't want to mature and share the ball with Dwight Howard in Houston. Remember when he ran the to Houston? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, every time. And this is the same team that allows that. Exactly. Because Harden is the man. When on Maury's team, Harden is the man. And that's going to be an issue. Yeah. yeah, and Bede can find out real someone that this ain't going to be a trade that he can like. Because at the end of the day, what they're going to end up doing is they probably can keep Harden. And if anything go wrong between them two, they can, they can get rid of Joel before they get rid of Harden. And Especially if they get that Tony there. If they get that. Oh, that's it. That's a movie. That that rap. That's the so, family. <laughs> so <laughs> the family. So who your pick is to come out the out the east? Um, the X Files already said the Nets. Who you got, G? To come out the east? Uh, the Nets is clearly the most talented team, but bro, that whole Kyrie thing, the in, the inconsistency of Kyrie's availability is just too much to me. I I. I have to choose, honestly. Uh, I'd say Milwaukee again. That's a that's a this tough for me because but I see for me, I, I, I don't I don't think it's gonna be in Nets. And the reason why I don't think it's gonna be in Nets, not only because of the Kyrie situation, but because actually them being an eight really helps because they get to play more road games. Yes. In the playoffs. So they got Kyrie for more games. So, but them being an 80 ain't really a factor. I think the biggest thing is, like, Ben Simmons ain't played ball in, like, almost a year, right? Like, you got a dude like Jordan, who he came back 
midseason from not playing basketball and he wasn't even his full self, right? So it's take a lot to ramp up to get to to the to especially playoff speed basketball. Like I don't think Ben Timmons is gonna be his full uh is it's gonna play yeah. to his full potential yet. As, yeah, but, as what, yet. but what are we talking about that? We ain't talking about post up fadeaways. We ain't talking about no skillful, beautiful Kobe type okay. basketball. We talking playmaking and defense. I, okay, and I agree with you. But now the, it becomes a little bit more difficult, especially on offense, because if Kyrie is missing, right? And and I Harden wasn't really giving them much this year, so they had to trade him. But yeah. if Kyrie is missing, that that becomes now a little bit more difficult for Katie to manufacture consistent offense to beat some of the better teams in the NBA. Yeah. And they still don't have, I mean, Drummond is size. I'll give you, Drummond is, is, is size. So they have a little bit more size now. Um, but um, the offense, which I thought, again, Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden would have been enough to win a championship. Mm-hmm. With the, uh, you getting the worst offensive player in Van Simmons, even though he's a better fit. You getting Kyrie, still compromise, whatever. Now the offense ain't really as dominant as it once was. So the margin for error a little bit smaller. You know what I mean? So I feel as if, I don't think it'll be a net. If I had to pick right now, honestly, and I don't think, I can't I can't ever see me picking a, a James Harden-led team to, to make it to the championship. So I'd probably pick, I'd probably pick Miami if I had to pick. They don't expect anybody. But, uh, this is, that's, this is the reason why it's so easy, because you can't even give me a real legit contender to the Nets. Everything is if this, if that, if the Nets. At the end of the day, the reason why uh, the Nets could easily get out of the East, number one, with the Kyrie situation, it's not as far-fetched as it was probably a year ago or maybe even at the beginning of the season. If you look at, I don't just watch sports, but I, I follow international those. If you look at restrictions, even New York, New York just, I think when starting next week, New York is now going to go and take out all the mass mandate for indoor restaurants and dining and all that stuff. So if you don't tell people, oh, I ain't got to wear a mask no more, you really think this whole vaccine yeah. thing is going to hold up much longer? So probably another, let's say, six weeks that yeah. they might say, hey, if you ain't vaccinated, you you could play ball in New York yeah. gyms again or whatever, whatever. You're right. Kyrie Kyrie done in full form. Uh, Secondly, this isn't a matchup that Kyrie isn't used to. People forget that not because Kyrie plays for Team USA means he's American. Kyrie is actually a born Australian. He was born in Australia, yeah. Ben Simmons is actually a born Australian. Yeah. These guys actually play together. Party Mills, Party Mills. In Australia. Yeah, when they was get, so they are actually already linked to each other before that. So like I say, it's more behind the scenes. I, I go in depth with all these things. And I, it's all is more or actually behind the scenes that people don't see and people don't know that's gonna help this next team to gel much better. Kyrie was born in Australia, but I don't think he was playing for the Australian team. No, he wasn't playing for the Australian national team. But Kyrie, when he was in high school and college, used to go back to Australia and play in their summer league type thing. And he actually was there when Ben Simmons used to go to the camp and stuff before he came over to the States. Okay. So they already had that connection. 
Okay. And then on top of that, like you say, the, the Nets is far more, has far more veteran presence. I saw something the other day say the Nets could put a starting five together that has the highest uh, draft pick. Right. Because like, they, they, they have literally everybody could be in the starting five is either number one or number two pick. Yeah. And, and I was like, damn. Like literally everybody, therefore they have like five, six players on the team who are number one or number two picks. But you know, uh, like I say, I don't. Ben Simmons is, is such a uh, his play style is so <laughs> unique, right? That you, you kind of always wonder where does he fit. But I think with this team, it fits perfectly. Because you take because you okay. Initially, we were saying, bro, how did I even work? Because all on one score, right? Which never became a problem. But if it's even better now. Because this means more shots for KD and more shots. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, because you have a guy who don't want to yeah. score. He just looking to get exactly. Another so carry. First got to get up. I, I that's what I originally said. I, I when I when they went after Harden, I was like, I don't really like the Harden fit. But like I say, it, it did work on the court. I would admit it did work on the court. But I always said that I I felt as if they needed a guy who just thinks defense first. And who can just facilitate? I didn't know who that guy was going to be. I didn't thought it was going to be Ben Simmons, but I thought they just needed a guy who, who, who could just make, be the glue to yeah. pull that team together. And Ben Simmons, he, he has the, definitely the ability to do it. You know, yeah. now leadership wise, I don't know if he could be the leader. But if you know he, I mean? listen, Danny needs a job though. He ain't coming there to be the leader. No, but who's the leader on that team? Defensively, Kevin Durant. But defensively. If what? Ben Simmons could take on Nurkic, Ben Simmons Kevin is the best player on the team. Is he? A, is he? Is he the leader? Is he? Is he I don't know how much he's the Kevin Durant is for true, to be honest. He's the best. I player. mean, on that team, yes, Durant has a much improved as a leader on the team, and we have realized that now, if you look at it, it wasn't Durant's fault. If you look at who Durant played with when it was Westbrook. We we we've done seeing it wasn't the round fault. You go, that's where you go. <laughs> Secondly, when the round went to, to Golden State, the round helped them win championships. The reason why the round left was mostly Draymond Green. It still wasn't the round fault. No, but disappoint. When the round was on Golden State, he didn't have to be a leader. He had he had leadership already in place. Who, All he had who, to do was just come in and play his game. Who was the leader? Right? Draymond. Yeah, you could, I know you're saying a dumb. Wait, wait, don't, don't, Draymond stop it. Of the Warriors. Dr- Draymond, okay. I, I, Draymond was the vocal leader, but yeah, Steph was was the leader of that team. The culture followed Steph, right? Okay. The culture followed Steph. The culture followed Draymond was the vocal leader, and then obviously Steve Kerr as well. Like the, the whole organizational impact, they had an organizational structure in yeah. place. <laughs> and, uh, what's the vocal leader? Like Drake is the leader of that team. Drake is the leader of that team. Vocal leader, he's the one who made the most noise. But anyway, I'm saying there was no pressure on Durant to come in and say, let's lead the charge. Thank right? You. He came into already a, a established culture and organization. It's almost like you're in the Spurs when Duncan and, and, and Tony Parker was there. You ain't got to come in and be the rah rah, do a date. See, we got to do this, we got to do that. We only asking you to score. That's all we're asking you. Now that you mentioned that, that's kind of what Brooklyn is lacking. Brooklyn doesn't have culture. Exactly. Because pieces keep going in and out. They don't know who they are right now. No. And that's the next reason why I say that. That's why you're saying you wouldn't pick them. And to be honest, if if 
Ben Simmons to come here and establish himself as a defensive leader, like similar to what Draymond is for the Warriors, this team could take it to the next level. No one could see that. They, they could. They could. I think, honestly, I think if we're talking about leadership, I think, and to me, the leader probably is Kyrie. I think Kyrie is probably the most. Oh, boy. Uh, it's the people, it's the person people would end up to, to, to rally behind. Not to say Kevin Ryan isn't the best player. Kevin Ryan's clearly the best player in that team. But, again, the culture thing, like we said, is locking in, in Brooklyn. Look look at the stuff that they've been through this season. Yeah. Right? Alone. Right? Uh, and I think you could see the cracks. You could see the cracks in the culture. And that could play a part come, come, come playoff time. I, I just don't think organizationally they they stable enough, and I think the talent took a hit. Although I think Ben Simmons is a better fit, so I probably would pick them to win it, maybe next year. Um, but I think this year, I, I think I think they they have an uphill battle climb this year. Um, I, I wouldn't say similar to the Lakers, but they they better than the Lakers. Obviously, but yeah. they have to win. They have to win now. Like they have to win. Now, they like the Rams. Like, you can't wait till next season. You don't know how next season go. The Rams players that keeps up with these guys as, as one of the top players in the league. But at the same time, the Rams is, what, 33? Heading on 34? 33, 34. Already having, like, who already had Achilles injuries. And, uh, uh, and then you already a seven-footer. Yeah. We know how seven-footers go. And it's fragile for him. But what season is this? This is the mm-hmm. third season with them together, right? Mm, second. First, no, this first season Durant. Third, third season him. Second season him playing. Third right. season them. Right. Only Kyrie yeah. was there. Exactly. So that first season I'm gone. Yeah. So this is his second season playing with them, and obviously the, the hard experience, like I said, didn't work out. To me, they went after the wrong dude any which way. Uh, you know, you're going to have to do it with a flaky character in any event. But that's what I mean. Listen, yeah, people got to understand. Philly was always his first choice when he was trying yeah, to go. Garbage. Yeah, garbage. He's talking that talk now. Philly was a choice, but he, he, he wanted to go to Brooklyn. My thing is this. That's why I try to tell people. Super teams, everybody's saying uh, super teams is, is the easiest way to win a championship. But if you don't have the structure in place, if everybody ain't on the same page, bro, that could that could blow up quick in your face. That could really blow up quick. Um, and I think people just think stock talent together and they can figure itself out. And again, I still said that talent, if all three of them was on the floor, they probably would have figured it out. But that's the point. Like egos get involved. Yeah. Uh, different different scenarios has happened where the people who sacrificed to get here, now they ain't want to sacrifice no more. Right, it ain't about winning a championship no more. Now it's about winning a championship your way, right? And that's why sometimes these situations just don't last. Nothing is last forever. So, um, I always say, uh, you gotta play. You gotta play the game on the floor. Kind of just count the stars on on your finger. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, Let's see what happens with the East. The East is definitely competitive. Competitive this year. Um, yeah, definitely. You got at least four or five teams that could win it, that could come out the East, in my opinion. At least four or five. Oh boy! Well, like I say, the the, the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets was already the favorites. 
and they got even better uh not just offensively or obviously um it might seem like okay you give up a scorer but like we said system wise and offensive wise i feel like they got offensively better and then definitely by far defensively you didn't only get you didn't get a perimeter defender you also get a top post defender so you just show up the top of your offense and the bottom of your i mean the top of your defense uh, uh, up top and you show up the paint because now instead of throwing Blake Griffin out there who dragging himself up and down the court you yeah, actually right. got a legit big man who rebounds who block shot who disrupt shots Ironically, Drummond and Blake was together in in Detroit. Yeah, they was it. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, this 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 team puts a, nice a lot of puzzle game. pieces of puzzles together. Nice thing, little thing. Going for Blake get washed. Um, and that happened so fast. That was nice. Yeah, let it. Yeah, let it decline. Could happen very very quick. Um. So yeah. That's 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 what we feel will come out the east. What what y'all think about who who will come out the west? Everybody says it's a two team race over us, um, with Phoenix and Golden State. You got Memphis creeping up. Memphis creeping up, they making some noise. Yeah, I think I think um, I think it's a two team race and I think, you know, when you look at it, only those two teams have the kind of culture it takes to win to win a championship. I think Memphis is a, is a sneaky game. You know, obviously they may upset someone, but championship. Even if let's say Memphis upset the Warriors or Memphis upset Phoenix, I just think the other team is just going to beat them. So I I think that's how it's going to be. Maybe Phoenix don't even see the Warriors in the playoffs because one of those two teams get upset. But I think one of those two teams coming out to it. Yeah, I think I was wary of the upset factor because I still see the Lakers lurking down in a playing spot, you know. Um, and I said the Lakers have definitely the firepower to upset um, anybody in the West, to be honest. But, I mean, when I look at the Lakers, but I, I could, I, I certain that probably ain't gonna happen. It's them niggas there. They, they the firepower. Like you say, the culture. They, they just can't put it together. I don't, I, I, I don't no, understand. No, 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 no. I don't, don't. Don't don't change the energy. This is the guy who makes players better. This is the leader. This is the no 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 no. This is the guy. Who? You was what? But listen to me. The first thing Sante four season start, bro. Westbrook last after the trade deadline. Y'all didn't do no bad. No 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 no. Don't try and defend Sans. Sans said. That Westbrook would not be on the team at the trade deadline. Yeah, as better as better as better than you said he's going to finals, right? And you would you believe <laughs> in this team? You believe in this team? Let's let's get the main point across. You believe in this team? <laughs> I clearly <laughs> did not. The final, the final yeah. I clearly did not believe in this team. You had full belief in them. I I clearly did not. Hey, gonna work? I remember the finals passing they, already. They loving they loving this this moment in Lakers history because they could just jump ship on either side of the fence, you see. They can yeah. believe in the DM and when it go bad, they can hail on LeBron. Yeah, it's a win win for LeBron. 
I clearly didn't believe it from the start. And I mentioned, and I even said, I said right after he get pre, right after preseason, I said Lakers wouldn't make the finals, and I said it wouldn't be even, I wouldn't even be that surprised if they would make the playoffs. I said this after preseason. Preseason, I said that, right? And I just looked like crazy on this, on this, on this very podcast. <laughs> preseason, that don't really look crazy now. Now I still think they probably made the playoffs because of the playing game. No yeah. man, don't don't but, change the talk. But, don't but, change the talk. See, I, like I say, a, a, a few days ago, I probably was, I say, boy, dog, Lakers still have a lot of time they can put together, but boy, yeah, they, honestly, they could, they could figure. It. I watched um, and I know I said this before when they played, they have a big game. They was, I think that was um, Johnny Johnson first game, and they looked so great defensively, and then I know whatever happened since then. But uh, yeah, they trying this new thing now. Where they uh, having all three of the stars, good new expert. Uh, trying to play through them in the post. So they're trying to have Westbrook post up, LeBron post up more, and AD post up, and just trying to run plays through that. And it did look kind of okay last game against the Warriors, even though they lose. But I used to tell these one, you know, these one game samples, but it looked good one game, and they looked bad the next eight to nine games. Right. My thing is, it, the problems. Yeah, the, the problems with them so much bigger than Westbrook. Like, Westbrook is a big problem, obviously. Yeah. Where's the leadership, though? Um, um, well, I mean, look like he ain't not. Right? Because that boy party at the LA Rams game. Like I said, like I said, like I said with the Draymond situation, it's easy to be a leader when you win it. It's easy to be vocal when you win it. You know when leaders are made? This is when leaders are made. This is when you're supposed to say, hey, I can put this team on my back. I don't care about no 36, 37. I don't want no cry. I don't want no, no dry cry. We just watch a 45-year-old or 43-year-old win a Super Bowl. Why so we oh, got to hear a 38, a 37-year-old cry about, oh, like 37. But then really when you get one little layup over one six-foot-two fella, you flexing and you stomping the ground and beating your chest and you can't on, you ready to throw back. He at half court. <laughs> Because you score over friggin' Nate Robinson in the paint. So it's like, bro, come on now. That's one like, thing. I can understand a team with four or five games under 500 celebrating after every single score, boy. I just, hey, I, hey, I don't blame a league monk, right? I don't blame a league monk. He experienced something in the league. He ain't accomplished nothing. So I'm going to celebrate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, celebrate every chance he has, bro. I blame him. Right, he just reached. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, he, ain't, he you know, he's not an all star. He's trying to make his name in the league. Celebrate, Stanley Johnson. Celebrate. See, what I said I blame them two niggas. They trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. LeBron should be useless right now, right? That's embarrassing. Big old veteran. Westbrook, you scream it off. You flipping hit a layup off. You missed the last six shots on the backboard. You scream because you hit with layup. And look right? at the person. Rocking and look at the person. Like, yeah. wait, what y'all do? Dwight yeah. Howard. Let Westbrook down for what he talk about double me. Double you for what, bro? But <laughs> <When> I double <laughs> you. <laughs> Obviously, single coverage wicked. But what I double you for? And, and at some point, at some point, it is it is look like it is look like they think they winning. You know, right. I mean, like even even if they win the game, the just the way the benches carry on and the way the plays, it is look like. They have the best record in the league. Like how they right. be celebrating 
on a leadership point though for real on a leadership point you could the lakers are lacking some serious leadership this year um you could tell they're on the same page um even down to when they saw westbrook uh potting 80 and lebron they had saying i wish i was in the game to help you all or whatever case you could see lebron and 80 like Look at the side, like, boy, what this nigga talking about? Like, you can tell <laughs> they are the same page at all, right? And if you could be a leader, <laughs> but if you ain't no longer follow you, then who you leading at the end of the day? Exactly. So, so, uh, well, like, so, question. On one, on one hand, you see Westbrook basically blaming Vogel. On the other hand, you see LeBron and, and, and AD, like, basically, like, bro. Vogel straight. Yeah, like, you really the problem. Yeah, that dude. Who, who, <laughs> who's asking you to, to put him on your team because you had next and you didn't follow him? <laughs> 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 when y'all lose, he can't be full up. I wish I could help y'all, but I ain't gonna pick. <laughs> I ain't gonna pick. <laughs> Question. Talking about leadership and, and, and someone that made it. Uh, 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 LeBron is in what year? What? 17? 18? Whatever. 18, no one cares. Yeah. The, the my point is how much guys after this amount of time he likes to brag but he's been in the league from 03 and still here and blah 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 i see him post all type of garbage on social media um how much guys do you know even lebron fans how much guys do you know in the nba or even personally patting their game after lebron how much NBA players just go in there and say, boy, I won't be like LeBron. I won't play ball like LeBron. Yes, for a lot. No, no, no. I don't want to be successful at it. Oh, oh, only him once really successful at it in terms of winning a championship. Like, you could see guys like Jason Tatum. I don't want to win a championship. I don't want to actually be dominant. Like, you see guys like Jason Tatum who wants to be like Kobe. You see guys like Devin Booker who wants to be like Kobe. Like, Kobe mentality and Jordan mentality and Dr. J mentality and Magic Johnson mentality and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mentality, Shaq mentality. Like, you see certain players can say, okay, I came up watching Shaq. I wanted to be the most dominant. I came up watching Larry Bird. I wanted to be like Larry. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. And even now, even LeBron fans is, is telling you about Kobe Angelai. Yeah, LeBron is my best player, but Kobe Angelai, that was a problem. I don't see much fellas yeah. come over and be like, bro, you know, I come here to uh, be a pass for his 610, blah, 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 except for probably Ben Simmons. But I'd say I'd say Ben Simmons, you mentioned Ben Simmons. I'd that ben ain't really Simmons. waking out for him. I'd say Luca. Um, oh, yeah, Luca did say it too. But recently, I, say, I mean, like, we, we, recently, yeah. um, uh, I read a, a article that Halliburton wrote. You know, like when they kicked him out, Sacramento, and he said it. Yeah. He said he grew up watching LeBron, and he wanted to be like LeBron. Yeah, and he is an amazing playmaker for real. No. But I, I definitely think I'd say Luca, 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 and Ben Simmons. Um, I'd say there's two who I think I can't really say Giannis. Giannis, he grew up watching all type of players, so I can't really say Giannis. Um, yeah. but, but, but what I, even if he grew up watching LeBron, he wouldn't say it. Yeah. But what I would say is this. I mean, you know, Deanna's like lotion every once in a while now. So he, yeah, he good for lotion. He good for lotioning. But that's what I would say, right? About the whole... Um, I like the, I like where this era of the NBA is going, right? I like where this is going. Um, and I think... I think uh, Coward, uh, Colin Coward, he mentioned something similar. And that 
the most successful teams right now in the NBA is the teams who letting everybody else who letting everybody do their job. The owners owning, the the GMs doing the GM stuff, the players playing, and the coaches coaching. I feel as if, me personally, with the player empowerment era that LeBron has introduced, that has led people to believe that that's the best way to go about mm-hmm. winning a championship, right? And I like how it's sort of blown up in his face right now, right? Because everybody got a job to play, right? Use the player, right? So they don't come here trying to be the GM, trying to recruit this one, yeah. trying to trying to be the coach, hey, you should play me at this one. You know what I mean? But I think... Know. Go ahead. That's, that's what happens when they put it in your head that you have to pass Jordan. That's what happens. So he's obsessed with controlling his own destiny. And that's what happened. Jordan didn't have that. Jordan didn't have that pressure to say, but you have to be better than Dr. J. Or, you know? And not, say, not saying that it's not his fault, but he, it is his fault because he wasn't mature enough to realize that you can have a successful career doing that. Yeah. He's like, not even trying to realize that. Like, things ain't always your way. But, but even with Jordan, right? Like you said, Ike, that's a good point you mentioned. LeBron tries to control the narrative. You go back and watch Jordan old interviews, watch Jordan old tapes, right? Jordan said, I always want to be better than Magic, Library. I always want to be better than them too, right? Jordan said, they got uh, three championships, I got to pass that, right? So, with Jordan, Jordan's quest to being a GOAT and Kobe is the same way. It was always, I have to win, right? I have to win championships. If I don't win championships, I cannot be considered one of the greatest players. I can't be considered the best player in the NBA. Until I win these rings, no one is going to consider me the best, best player. And everything centered around him trying to win, right? Back then, it was no... Okay, I mean, not to say that them dudes didn't want to play with certain players, but it was no, okay, let's leave or, you know, let's... It was mostly, for the most part, for Jackson coming, it's sort of triangle. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Jordan said, I got to play under this if I want to win. This is why I got to play under. Phil convinced him that was the best way to win. He said, this is why I got to play under the yeah, win. But, but that 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 had that had some luck in it too, though. Because, I mean, okay, what if it wasn't luck. Phil Jackson? What if it wasn't Phil Jackson? What if what if it was D'Antoni? Oh, I mean, what it was, was these guys. What, what, if, what, if, what if Jordan didn't get Phil Jackson? What if Jordan got another coach who didn't implement the triangle, who implemented a ISO ball, or you know? I'm just I saying. think it was a good enough coach there to win. You think so? It was it was a good enough coach. They might they might all win six, but they to win. Yeah, it's good enough coach. See, the key is like I say is this: we are. I I, th- I like the era where I say the NBA is going to because it's no system that's perfect. You still need stars, right? Golden State runs a motion offense, right? San Antonio and their heyday run a different type of offense, okay? Phil, uh, Phil Jackson around the triangle with 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 um. Phil Jackson around the triangle with, with with Kobe and Shaq. Phoenix they run in the spread pick and roll offense or whatever the case may be. Offense is there just to put some structure in place, but the main thing is you have to have players who are willing to buy in. That's what makes a successful team players that are willing to to buy in to to whatever the system is, whatever the offense is. That's why teams are successful. 
And I feel like LeBron, people always used to say this to me, uh, LeBron fans. LeBron didn't have the advantage of, of 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 being coached under Phil Jackson. Imagine how much rings he'd have with Phil Jackson. Imagine how much rings he'd have with Popovich. And I always responded to them, what uh, makes you think after watching LeBron that he would want to be coached by them do it? Because <laughs> LeBron does not seem like a player who is going to be easily coached. So what makes you think that them dudes will have an easy time coaching them? I don't see it. You know what I mean? So uh, not to say he's not a great player, not, not, nothing like that. But like I say, I'm glad it's starting to trend back towards players understanding their role in terms of the hierarchy. Not to say that you don't control your destiny in terms of free agency and all that other stuff. Yeah. But even, in terms of winning a championship, everybody have a part to play. But not even just players too. I think when when, when Colin talked about that, he's talking about the, the entire organization. Because remember, there was this era where the coaches was the the the, the GMs, what they used to call it, in, in charge of player operations or something yeah, like Doc that. Rivers, I mean, Doc, Rivers, Doc Rivers, Rivers, exactly. I think Doc Rivers he, started. He sent a Clippers running Clippers into the ground. Right. Stan, Stan when Gandhi had that Detroit and a couple other coaches had that. Like, that was the way it was going. Yeah. They never win no championship without it. So, like you say, just having everybody know their role and and and, and the best teams, not even as now, but if you look at the dynasties, the best teams over the years, I think the only team that was successful over here that did that was was Pop. I think Pop have some 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 GM uh, powers, but yeah, I, I just think LeBron actually tried too much to control his own destiny. So, like so much so, like okay, you leave, leave good, you go to Miami, good. Then you want to leave Miami? I don't know why you leave Miami. Going back to Cleveland, okay, cool. Then you want to leave Cleveland again? Like, come on, bro. You're trying to control your destiny way too much. Just let it ride, bro. And I mean, I don't have a problem with him controlling his destiny. I have a problem with him controlling the destiny. Like, don't, don't, don't say, okay, I leave in for better. Then when you get the better, you try to destroy the whole thing to bring what you had before. Like, that don't make sense. Like, if you say, okay, I leave in Cleveland to come. Or the first time he's saying I leave in Miami to go back to Cleveland. Then you get to Cleveland. You want to destroy the team. You want to bring in Kevin Love. You beg Kevin Love to come. You beg, uh, uh, you beg them to trade the, the young players of X, Y, and Z. Uh, who was it? Wiggins? Yeah, Wiggins yeah, and all that stuff. You get your head marshing and you scrap one out barely. Thank God. No, no, hold on. No, stop it. Um, they just injured this place. All right. Continue. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. You scrap one out barely in a game seven, a game seven win where Kyrie had hit a tough shot over Steph in the last seconds. And then you come on the microphone screaming like like you ain't just hiding in the corner the whole, the whole fourth quarter. But everything cool. Um, then... <laughs> You can go to a Lakers team where you have basically a total opposite because you had one of the oldest teams in the league in Cleveland at that time. You left Cleveland, came to the, one of the youngest teams in the league, and in the span of two and a half seasons, you turned that team into the oldest team in the league. <laughs> you trade out everybody underneath the age of 25, and you're going to get everybody over the age of 25. Like, really? Like... 
you you destroy all the young players you had you had Lonzo Ball you had uh Brandon Ingram you had Kyle Kuzma you had all these fellas there you ship them out you get Anthony Davis who you wanted which is okay that worked in the bubble and all that stuff but he can't stay on the court now and then you go on and get Westbrook and mortgage the whole future of the Los Angeles Lakers franchise for uh, uh, no reason I mean if he just didn't make this mistake this season it might have worked out it could have worked out if, if 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 they choose if they chose to go after different pieces instead of Westbrook uh, by getting more shooters um LeBron I don't know why for someone who's so and that's why I don't like LeBron fan they they don't they don't be realistic for some <clears throat> for someone who's a playmaker and someone who so likes the ball in his hand why do you run from point guard so much is it the pressure that the point guard has to, to to take when it comes to wins and losses or is it the pressure of the fourth quarter where you have to legit make plays when it counts and not making these wild start pardon plays that people don't like to talk about when you're all up 20 points 25 points and stuff you dancing and cheering but is it the pressure because i'd be like wait why doesn't lebron when he actually had to do it in the bubble it was very successful so my thing is why if you are just want a championship being a point guard why do you want to go back to being a small forward and then go and get one of the most ball dominant point guards of all time um i think that was mainly a power play i think he's trying to match with brooklyn um for what reason i don't know because i like usually a, a balanced team a balanced team could have taken down that victory so i think maybe he was, he's trying to match up with them but again this goes back to just lebron just like she said trying to control his narrative trying to say okay you know what we could do whatever everything in our power to 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 win a championship and if we could get another star, yeah. I won't play as much stars as possible. Uh, Amon is basically going on record to say that. Right? that he'd, he'd love to play as much stars as possible. Um, and it's funny because even with, 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 with you see an issue now with uh, a lot of teams now, or executives coming forth now and saying the Lakers had trade offers. Um, but it looked like Rob Belinka put his foot down and was like, listen. Yeah. We ain't taking no more bad contracts. We ain't taking no more bad salary. I don't care if it if if that's what it takes. We didn't take ourselves in this hole. I'm about to make no dumb trade just because LeBron looking over my shoulder. Yeah, I think and, I think and that's an interesting dynamic. I think I think Rob feels okay with it not being his fault, like I said to you before. I mean if this if it was his decision to get Westbrook, he would have been trying to fix it. For sure. <laughs> but because For sure. it wasn't him, and you know, he's safe in terms of just not being his mess up. He's like, no, we ain't doing all that to fix this. Yeah, he said, but we ain't doing all that. We ain't going to do all that. We ain't, ain't going to do all that. This is what y'all wanted. Y'all make it work. Right? This is y'all wanted. Don't, don't. You know. Yeah, but at the same time, he can also cost his own job because at the end of the day, I always tell people, Rob Palenka was never a GM. Rob Belinka doesn't even have GM experience. The reason Rob Belinka got that job is because of Kobe Bryant. He was Kobe's agent, his basically almost his whole career. Um, that was like a tribute, basically. Rob Belinka 
whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, being an agent, you are a player's pleaser. So someone like LeBron would take advantage of that, knowing that, hey, this guy is a lifelong agent. And his job as an agent is to please a player. So if I was the big player and I was the star player that you persuaded to come to LA, every time I come to you, I can say, hey, I can throw that line over there. Before I even talk and say what I want, I can say, hey, buddy, how you doing? I mean, you know, you bring me here, right? So since I'm here, um, one of my boys want to talk to you, X, Y, and Z. So it's like, Palinka was always that type of guy. Secondly, this is LA. LA is not just a fan base. LA is not just a team. LA is not just an organization. The Los Angeles Lakers is legit a culture. Why do you think even when the Clippers was winning, they was mad because no one was giving them their respect as long as you play in Staples Center? That's why they're trying to build this big mega thing down some other side of LA where no one cares. The middle side, the downtown side of LA and the whole West Coast and Snoop and all these fellas is Los Angeles Lakers. So the thing is, when you're struggling like this, you don't forget, you forget when Snoop Dogg called LeBron to it. Like Snoop Dogg is calling him out, Ice Cube is calling him out. Hey, Snoop Dogg is really uh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Magic has come over there. People like Kareem who rarely is talk. Kareem them don't say nothing hardly ever. Kareem hate LeBron, by the way. I I don't blame him. He hate LeBron. Um, James Worthy. Like, you got fellas them coming out of the woodworks who haven't talked about basketball in years. Come out and say, hey, hold on now. Like, it's one thing when the Lakers was losing with Javaris Pickington and, 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 and Smush Parker and Jordan Clarkson and stuff like that. that that's okay. We can accept that because we know that, hey, the talent isn't on the floor, but it's a difference of where you come here and you saying you better than all us. But we didn't look like this when we was on the floor. You say you was the king. You say you was the, the goat. But when when we was in the same uniform, even when Kareem was heading for 40, the Lakers wasn't losing. So it's like, bro, let's 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 calm down on all the off-the-court theatrics. And let's try focus on getting some wins. If LeBron them could even consistently make the second round or the conference finals every year, nobody would be on his case in him. Because obviously he's a glorified loser anyway. He's made the finals every year and still lose. And everybody's be like, oh, okay, well, like y'all say, oh, he made it there. That's cool. But when you come in here and the first year you miss the playoffs, they give you that blind. You're going in the bubble and you get, you, 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 you get lucky. We'll take it, but you get lucky by winning the championship based on your your scheduling and stuff like that. And then you can come back the third year and potentially miss the playoffs again. No big problem. No, no, no. I I, I find it interesting, right? Because I like how you mentioned that. And this I I want to talk about this before we before you wrap up, right? Because I sure you all saw the head the headlines that day when LeBron said that he feels that. Los Angeles should have a whole a championship parade Wait, for don't. all the Los Angeles teams, right? Considering that the Lakers didn't have a parade when they won a championship, the Dodgers didn't have that parade, and now the rounds went. So now he's saying, okay, we should have a championship. We should have a parade for all the LA teams one time. The Lakers right? should have a parade. That's what he was saying. Yeah, that's what he's saying. They should have a championship parade no, for I mean, the LA teams. I didn't realize 
when the Dodgers win, they didn't have a parade. Yeah. Well, first of all, all these teams did have parades. They may not have had the parades of the past where the whole no, city got shut uh, down yeah. because basically, obviously, COVID. But we, all these teams had parades because we, we even last year in Tampa Bay, you see Brady, they had big friggin' motorcade out on the out, out on the lake. Lakers had big parade when they touched back LA um, after the bubble. And the Dodgers frig. But the Dodgers had a super parade downtown when they motorcade through the city. But this lover of man uh, wants to have a giant parade. Like, why does Baseball like to join up with guys? But I just find I it so was... I find it so funny, right? Because he said that, right? And all I get and the reception of Lakers fans, right? That's why you could tell LA is a different type of city, but reception Lakers fans, but if if he'd say that in person, I think he'd get rock right over. I think they're the person who have a glass ball. Because people look at his play, right? And if this is any other city, right? Let's say if this was Utah or something, he said that, right? People in Utah might have been like, all right, cool, let's have a parade. You know what I mean? We ain't won a championship. In fact, we, we never won a championship before. Let's have a parade for that one for real. This Los Angeles play, they, the expectations are very, very high. So you trying to celebrate you. a championship you went two seasons ago, and you all sitting in ninth, tenth place, and you talking about let's have a parade? Parade. You crazy. Right. Like, my thing is, says, you're probably ready to kill him. But my thing is, right? When he winning championship, nobody party all. They let you all <laughs> go on and do your thing by yourself. <laughs> when the Dodgers win their championship, nobody bother them. Everybody let them celebrate by themselves. Not a Rams who been in St. Louis suffering all day life. Finally, get out of St. Louis and come to a big market and was able to afford big time players and get themselves to a Super Bowl and finally win a Super Bowl. And you want to ride on the motorcade too. Man, bro, man, chill out, bro. Like, bro, you got like LeBron. See, and the thing is, right? This is why I really laugh at LeBron. If LeBron was a humble guy that didn't come out with all this chasing the ghosts and i feel i's the gold and even when he was young i's the chosen one and i can be the best player of all time thing if he legit was more humble and then you look at his career and say bro this boy really do a lot of stuff and he won five championships you would actually bump him up a little bit because you'd be like bro he really did more than we expected him to do we didn't expect the, the kid from Akron to do that. But let people say that. But every time you friggin' post a post, you got a hashtag kid from Akron. Bro, we ain't forget. <laughs> like, you was a man almost 40 now, so you've been the kid from Akron for about 37 years. Why every single time? Oh, good morning, y'all, from the kid from Akron. Like, man, bro, ain't nobody want to play. Come on now. You really ticking people off with this arrogant mentality James and Cat. this arrogant... <laughs> personality like LeBron has that uh, doesn't reflect what he brings to the table. People used to call Kobe arrogant too, you know. But the difference is Kobe arrogant on the court and he was pretty okay off the I court. Don't, I don't find I don't find LeBron arrogant. What? I don't I don't I don't find LeBron arrogant at all. I find that LeBron overcompensates overcompensates for people hating on him. Which is immature, in my opinion. But I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think he's out there trying to get people to realize he's the best. I think what? everything he says, I think everything he says, is in retaliation to people hating on him. 
which I'm not, and I'm not saying that's a good thing because if you look at someone as professional as Kobe, who had who had haters everywhere. Kobe just, exactly. He's he's an, he's an attention whore. Right, like he's like he's immature about it. You know what I mean? Like Kobe, like yeah, of course you hate me. Yeah, I hate you If I if I was killing, if my team got killed by me, every you know, like Kobe used yeah. to embrace the haters and like yeah, cool. But it, it's and a difference between and he does attention. It's a difference between aggressive arrogant and passive arrogant. Like LeBron to me is very passive arrogant. Like he believes. Like see, Kobe will come in the room. Like I come to dominate the room. LeBron comes into the room like, I shouldn't have to dominate the room. You all know who I am. Like, what? That's what he said. Like, what? I, I, like, I, that's I, what I don't I, like with him. Like, like Kobe will come into the room. Like, boy, I come to eat y'all food. Like, whoever got food on the table, slide it this way. Like, Kobe's coming in the room like Debo. Like, you can be like, boy, tuck your chain, bro. Dog, just pull up. Like, that's how Kobe's coming in the room. Yeah, LeBron is coming in the room like, my, where my chair? Yeah. I, I supposed to sit at the head of the table. Like, I, like I don't I, like I, that. Like to me, that's possible. That's like yeah. you, 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 you. Well, how they call it? Um, what did they call it? Like you feel? Uh, oh shit! Do you know what you what you call it? Entitled. Entitled. Yes, you feel like you, like they give you this king title because of the people yeah. around you right. that whatever do. But you believe that everyone's supposed to just yeah. oh I already know he dominant no bro yeah know? one of my one of my favorite quotes ever and that's how I exactly how I feel about LeBron one of my favorite quotes ever is a true king will never have to tell you that he's king exactly you just but know LeBron, LeBron wasn't the first person to say he's king he repeats what people says he, you think he came yeah. up with the name chosen one listen but that's my point. <laughs> King That's being. my point. LeBron doesn't have to tell people that he's that. A lot of people already know that he's he, he he's like that. So I, I think I think yeah. But the more people, but but the more he says it, now it's like okay. Do you really believe that you're a king? Do you really believe that, or you just want other niggas to to, to co-sign? Like, right? did 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 Jordan have to do? Uh, and don't come with all this different social media and all that crap because there are Jordan and my media around him all around, but. Uh, Jordan called himself God, so I wouldn't. I, wouldn't, I, I mean, Jordan. Jordan did do it, but Jordan did that. That, that his 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 opponents also did that. Like his, his, opponent, his opponent, LeBron opponents, well not opponents, but LeBron pairs. Uh, hold on now. No, 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 no. It's a difference between the lotioners and your your bandwagoners and your opponents, bro. It's a big difference. Come on, bandwagoners. Your lotion and bagwinders couldn't go call you that because they your bandwagoners. They are part of your 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 tribe. But when you get on the court, like I think someone said this on ESPN another day, like do people actually fail LeBron? Like do you go into into on the court at this point in time? If there was a point in time, I ain't gonna lie, when he was with Miami, there was a point in time you'd be like, wait, this boy can destroy us tonight. But in probably the last five seasons. Do, do people really fail LeBron? I'm talking about probably niggas in Toronto. Uh, no, but <laughs> no, but here's the thing: you, 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 at this point in his career, you can't ask that. What? Nobody, See, this is where y'all is going. Trying nobody fails Kobe Jordan at this point in their careers. Did they fail LeBron in his prime? Yes, they did. What you saying? We got to talk. Okay, what you fair, mean? Kobe at this point in his career. What do you mean? The man who dropped sixty points in his last game. 
You really, you really. Oh, God, man, what came out and said that boy, I was legit trying to get like people's like, boy, if you see Kobe's last season, if you heard the stats, you would say, boy, fellas, them let Kobe shoot, boy. They, let they was scratch. letting him shoot. I watched it. God, they would legit come out and say, bro, I was not letting this man score 40 on me. Come the on. man come out and score 60 on you. Oh. And you still come in front of me, but me, I actually would have played off. If you that's come out and score 60 on me the last year, I say, yeah, but you know that's Kobe, bro. I I, I, I kind of let him do that, you know? I, 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 I did they, did they not let Kobe score 60 points in the last game? Did and you, you watch Kobe last year? You say they, who you mean? You mean the, the Jazz or you mean the Lakers players? The I just want to say, you got to be Lakers, crazy. The Lakers players, I think the Jazz, the Jazz didn't play playoff level defense, but they just gotten them. But the <laughs> Lakers players was basically said, but you can score as much as you want to score tonight. That's what the Lakers players do. They say, but score as much as you want to score, shoot as much ball as you want to shoot up, being a player. Kobe's last season was horrible. And that's how you know we need to retire. That dude could not get a bucket, but he looked so bad. Come on. He did. He, did. he was washed. He's, he's basically washed at that point like, in time. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't look at LeBron now and say, uh, do dudes fair him. That's not fair. Because dudes didn't really fair no no thirty seven year old, but I think it's a, it's according to your definition of fair, right? Dudes wasn't a trash talk, Kobe, right? No, because right? of dudes, yeah, maybe uh, no, not not at that point, no. But here's the thing: see, we looking at we we looking at things to the right um, time perspective. With these same players who now talking about how Jordan was so great and Jordan was so fat. You think back in the day, talking about that? Um, what's his name? Who hated who hated Jordan? Um, um, Isaiah Thomas now saying, listen, the things Jordan did, bro. But when he was on the court, I never could have let him know that. Joe Dumas yeah. said, bro, I never, what? I in his face. He never would have known how amazing I thought he was. Like he do yeah. something spectacular and I might face straight and I ready to pay D on the next possession. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even yeah. give him that wow face. I agree with you. Um, so, Gary Payne basically says something similar to Right, I mean. so and Clyde, the, Clyde the Glide. Clyde the Glide was, was, was trash talking Jordan, was up on Jordan. But now, he'd say, well, Jordan was amazing. You know what I mean? So no one, can, nobody competitive could do that. But you I, know what? Watching LeBron Dyer. <laughs> Everybody's I mean, I'll, don't get me wrong. There will be stories about LeBron when they retire. I don't think it'll be as epic as stories about Jordan and Kobe. Stuff. No, stories no. about Jordan and Kobe of course not. As, 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 as legend type of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I think, try and, and I add, add yeah. stuff to the point. Now, look, guess what? But the difference can be is when LeBron LeBron can try to tell these stories. Like, bro, you mean enter that, bro? Like, that's what I don't like. Like, stop that. I mean, okay, maybe. Like, he can come in here talking about, oh, when I was in the season, my focus was so elite. I wasn't, when I used to go home, I used to stare at the wall okay. and then this championship. This is stories going to be about LeBron. This could be a stories about LeBron. The stories about LeBron. See, the stories about Kobe and Jordan are more fair-based, right? Are more trash-talking. You don't want to wake up the sleeping giant. Da, 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 that's not the stories about LeBron, and we start to see it now. Will be about how high his basketball IQ is. That would be the stories that people tell about LeBron. Oh, yeah. say, on the court, Amazing. he was one of the smartest players to ever play the game. That's what that would be the stories. Oh, unstoppable! Oh, just never. That song, never yeah, sounds I, like a, a, a smooth pass to me. But here's no, the, I mean, I want. I want that's I want that's to, in its own right. You know what I mean? It's just not what Kobe is. 
since since you could say that that's what LeBron could do, which I agree, that is a LeBron move. But can you admit that Jordan dropping a documentary is a LeBron move? Who made the documentary? The Jordan documentary that he made himself. He didn't make that himself. Jordan, they had tapes. They was recording the entire uh, last season, and Jordan chose. He had the tapes, and he chose when to drop it. And he was speaking about his accomplishments in the documentary. That is that not a LeBron move? You realize that at that point in time, they, the network, came to Jordan and said, "We are going to film this for your documentary." It was thing. Jordan, of, it was it was a. Uh, uh, he is the commissioner. Renier. Yes, because they realize how big of an impact Jordan was to this. Right. If that was the same, watch today. If they go and do that, you know who can do that? LeBron and Rich Paul can come together and say, "Hey, it's my last. This my last set, my last season. I'm gonna film my own documentary. I want and I'm to gonna like. I'd be like, bro, like, that already had that already in the works." And that's what's so sad about it. Like, my thing is, like I said, it's a difference. I mean, I don't have no problem with people believing in themselves and, and, and having that mentality, that internal mentality that, hey, I am the greatest and I, I am the best at whatever I do. Okay, cool. At some point, all the greats or all people who are good at whatever they do have that internal that whole internal ambition that, hey, I am the best at what I do or, or I'm pretty good at what I do. The problem is it gets annoying like you ever have that coworker who every time they finish a task be like, boy, that's a little bit of date, boy. I always do this all the time. Okay, boy. I mean we just work with you every day, you know. Then the next day you come and be like, Yeah, bro, yeah, boy, I do this. I do this again, boy. I finish all my work on time. Oh my god. Yes, bro. You, you, you <laughs> this is why we pay you every every week because you 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 come to work and do your job. You talk bro, he talks and I I even more so this season than, than any other season, he talks way too much, bro. Like, but even at the hoop, just hoop, like what you running on with. Yeah, yeah the beginning of the season, he right, yeah. Oh, y'all keep that same energy for my team. Da 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 da. So that, like, wait, what you running on with? It's like, like he, it's almost like he he sees the world as as a bunch of skip bitterses. Like, <laughs> skip is my point. That's my yeah. point. Like everything he says to me, it sounds like he's replying to someone who criticized him to some criticism. Every every time he opened his mouth, it sounds like he's replying to some criticism. Like he's doing it just to go against the people who criticize him. That's how it sounds to me. Yeah, and it's it's a little weird, but because I don't think he using his motivation. I just think he just craved the attention that it comes with. You know what I mean? He knows that. But if I tweet this, uh. Someone could, someone could say something about this. This could be a topic of discussion tomorrow. If I say yeah, this, like, this could be a topic of discussion tomorrow. But why? If I show up to the game, if I show up to the game with, with wine in my hand, you know what I mean? People could be talking about it. If I show up with a cigar in my hand, people be talking about it. Like, you doing all these things, it's weird, boy. Like, why, why, why are you so obsessed with that spotlight? You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Um, that's how he's always really been. Um, ever since he made the decision uh, in, in Miami, you know, he's always been a person who's really embraced for like, I think that's a good and bad thing because it's allowed him to be the face of the NBA for so long. Um, 
but it's also a weird thing when you talk about just like I mean the attention that you bring to your team and the attention that you bring to your teammates to scrutiny like yeah, even if this was in Los annoying. Angeles it's annoying even if this was in Los Angeles you could imagine the scrutiny he'd be getting somewhere else right I mean even in Los Angeles like okay look at the look at legit the next team like we ain't see Kawhi all season we, I see them up in memes on, on Instagram right now with Kawhi dragging some slippers and he go on rows say he look like he going to the store for Barkwood. Like, like, the, Kawhi, he, was at, he was at the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, so it's like Kawhi come to, you know, you know how cold hearted you have to be to show up to the Super Bowl in slippers and short pants. Boy, that's a cold dude, boy. Like, bro, that's a legit, I don't care what y'all think about me. Like that right there is a mentality of whatever. So it's like Kawhi could be in the same city, play in the same building, same spotlight, and let's not let's not make it seem like oh he's a far less of a player because Kawhi. number one, LeBron only has what four rings. Kawhi has three. Kawhi number, number two, Kawhi has beaten LeBron head to head on multiple occasions, and like. Like I say, Kawhi could not show up to games. Kawhi could not play. Kawhi could not do these things. And no one bats an eye. The second LeBron, like you say, because of his personality, he believes he has to be seen. That means you can be seen when things good. And things bad. You realize that the Lakers only like a game behind the Clippers. The Clippers losing just as much games as the Lakers, you know. But ain't nobody Ochi is saying, but Kawhi is this and Kawhi is that and why they don't blow up this team. And plus they make some some some, some hell of a good trades at the deadline. Yeah. So if you see Kawhi touch the court this season and let's say next month, right before playoffs and Paul George come back, that's a team that could friggin' smoke the, the Lakers in a, in a seven-game series again. So it's, it's all about, like you say, like, why are you bringing this attention to you if you're not living up to that that even when it comes to people like tom brady and stuff or and and football like you see the difference between aaron Rodgers and tom brady like it's a oh every time over here is a drama it's some um, oh i want leave like aaron Rodgers won't leave since what 2015 every almost all season it's will aaron Rodgers leave oh his camping oh his plane just left and head for la like he can't take a trip to LA. If Aaron Rodgers catch the bus home, they 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 gotta make it say, oh, he don't wanna he won't ride with his teammates. Like, bro, he might just wanna catch a bus ride. Like he just wanna be a normal person. And then when you got other guys here doing this like legit in the same league, doing the same thing, playing the same position, it's like no one bought a step. And that's because, like you say, no one does does Tom Brady go and call himself the group? Did you hear, you, you see him say that the kid from LA or California, or do you see Tom Brady go and say, oh, well, um, I was chasing Montana all these years, or oh, I wanted to be the, the, the best quarterback of all time when I first got, like, bro, you know, body actual luck. But if you go there and perform and you win games and you actually put your foot down and be as dominant as you are, like you say, no one is a, a king don't have to say he's the king. Tom Brady has never once put a gold status up on his on his on his uh, Instagram page, and he's win. 
Dog, yeah, if he loses in the finals and say, oh, yeah, I still believe, I still, I, I still. <laughs> like, dog, like, you forget that time LeBron lose the finals. And he say, oh, well, I, I don't have nothing else to prove because I felt like that, that time I beat Golden State, I was already the greatest player all time. Like, bro, we talking about now. We ask you, how come you get beat just now, 20 minutes ago in that game? You still running on about two years ago when you, like, come on, man. Like, let it, that ain't cool, man. Right, uh, wait, it's annoying, it's annoying. Like, I, I, even Tiger, I never hear Tiger Woods them come out and proclaim themselves to be like that. I don't hear Serena Williams them come, and these are people who are, are legit. You know who another annoying person is, like, like LeBron? Floyd Mayweather. And you, know, and you know when you have to do that? When it's a debate. Like, Serena don't have to debate. Tiger Woods don't have to debate. Tom Brady don't have to debate. So it's like, I don't really have to tell people that. But when you get in a situation where it's Floyd Mayweather, who calls himself the GOAT, but you are not a heavyweight. Usually uh, they, they look at the GOAT being a heavyweight or or something like Muhammad Ali or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's a debate. And then in the NBA, you have like a LeBron, a Jordan, a Kareem type debate. And now it's all of a sudden, oh, I have to keep saying it. So so the more I say it, the more people believe it. Like, no, bro. LeBron been to what, nine NBA finals? If LeBron had won, or 10 <laughs> You've been to 10 NBA finals. Tom Brady been to 10 Super Bowls. If LeBron did win just as much NBA championships as Tom Brady win Super Bowls, you think we'd still have good discussions? Me, myself, being one of the biggest LeBron haters in the world, would I say? Everything cool. Dog is to go. Just like how all y'all Tom Brady haters is come to the realization that y'all have to bow down and give homage to Tom Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. As much as y'all hate him, and as much as he probably was the arch rival of y'all favorite player or favorite quarterback, y'all still gotta say, Bon, well, you went seven out of ten. You know, over. X, Y, and Z. He's the goat. It's amazing, no matter what, what the topic is, Tom Brady's come up. But... Tom Brady gotta get come up. That's a, um, that's the undisputed goat. <laughs> anyway, uh, any shoutouts before we we wrap this one up? Uh, I want to shout out Buddy. Buddy's oh, doing man. big things, man. Yeah, Buddy just dropped thirty something. Hey, hey Lewis. But Buddy. Doing big things, right? I glad to see you get your numbers. I glad to see you starting and thing now. I hope that uh, you could you could ride away till the end of the season. Buddy, also yeah. in these types of situations, man. I like Buddy. I like Buddy, and I glad he's be doing good. But boy, these TMZs be going on just don't do him no justice, bro. Like you got fellas like Seth Curry who could go and ride a team now in Brooklyn, but Buddy got to be suffering no chain in Indianapolis. Like that ain't die like that, man. That ain't that. I, I, well, the good thing is he already getting money. So hopefully, now you ride this way to the end of the season, and then a contender could try a trade for you once they see you putting up their numbers. Um, that's all I ask for. At least in, in Sacramento, not only is the Sacramento bad, but he's bringing them off the bench. So you got to pick a struggle, right? At least you can start and pick up all the shots. I guess. All right, so shout out, shout out, buddy. Um, yeah, shout out, buddy. buddy. 
Obviously, shout out to uh, Tom Brady. That's right now. Yeah. Uh, shout out uh, Odell. Odell, oh, boy. Odell, you helped me win. Odell and Cooper Cup. You all helped me win fantasy this year. Uh, and also, you know, helped me win a summer sabas money a lot this year, too. Uh, good job. Um, who else? Shout out, shout out, shout out LeBron. <laughs> Just hoop and stop talking. Shout out Westbrook. Shout out Westbrook, man. Westbrook needs some love. Shout out Westbrook, man. If he needs some love, he needs to go home and get that. He ain't getting no job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, man. Now that football is over, with, uh, a lot of a lot of basketball talk will be on the horizon. But, you know, obviously, moves can still happen in the NFL. Um, so stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for more coverage, uh, local all-star weekend this this weekend eh? all-star weekend this weekend when flag football start flag football starting soon right oh flag football they just made an announcement the day that flag football starts on march 27. the season is finally officially back i guess they got their permission because i see them posting it all over instagram and everywhere so flag football will be back this year guys uh march 27. um at the thomas a robinson center on the field in front so we will try to get you guys some live footage some interviews some some things going on and with flag being back hopefully we could get government league basketball back and night league basketball back and get things going again it's it's looking like a good year for sports and we hope to be your number one provider for coverage of bohemian sports going forward most definitely most definitely uh, so until next week, uh, got outside weekend this, this weekend. Like I said, we'll give you a recap of that um, next week. But until next week, thanks for signing off. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, you know rocking with us. And we got more of this stuff along the way. So until next week, we out.